heresy, and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Master Horus and his three brothers, Materian, Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Estvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless after the Emperor's favored son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode three of Radio Free Istvan. My name is Michael. I'm Chris. And we actually have a special guest with us, one of our Legionnaires, Zach. What's going on, guys? Yeah, we actually got him in here. He's over at the over at the studio. Yeah, I'm at the headquarters, man, in the Inner Sanctum. The Inner Sanctum. It's wow, a- you got in. Yeah, it's it's kind of a kind of a crazy story that I'm here, but Houston, if for anybody that's in the Texas area or hasn't heard the news, is like underwater. It's completely like Atlantis. Or it was anyway. It, it like torrential rainfall over the past week, and uh, due to that, I was able to get off work all week. So I got to come down for a little bit uh, down to Victoria, and I'm able to join y'all for the podcast. Glad to be here. And it's like continuous rainfall too. Like it hasn't stopped. Yeah, I live like by a creek, uh, actually, and that in the exact area that overflowed. And so, uh, uh, fortunately, my house is like the house on the hill, or I guess so. Uh, I didn't get any water damage, but I was trapped in the house for three straight days. Uh, I didn't get to go to work, and uh, the, luckily there was a local burger joint that was amazingly still open, so I got to, uh, you know, I was trapped with with sustenance. But uh, but yeah, there were people like kayaking down the street and fishing and and uh, swimming in that. I mean, it's basically like poo water i think because like it's it's like like basically the water like the rain stopped and the water kept coming up because the creek overflowed and and it was like mixed in with like basically like sewer and stuff like that so it was pretty it was pretty gnarly but uh but yeah i made it and uh i was able to come down to victoria once the waters receded and uh here i am glad to be here it actually makes me feel bad. I live five minutes from uh, Michael's studio, and I'm doing this from Skype. So, <laughs> yeah, you could be here having wings and uh, drinking beers with us, man. <laughs> yeah, I kind of missed out, man. I had leftovers and popped a bottle of wine after that, but feel like I should come over for wings and beer. Homemade wings, dude. I got the got the recipe on Facebook. That's the shit, dude. Gotta gotta hook that up sometime. Yeah, yeah. Michael went all out. I'm, I'm really impressed. Thanks. I didn't have to do all that for little me. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Michael, you've been busy, right? You've been uh, venturing out to uh, talk to some other guys lately. Yeah, dude. Um, I guess just like touching base on you know we haven't talked to you guys on the on the on the podcast since before Depticon. So uh, we did take a kind of a a breather from all the events that we went through and all that jazz. Uh, but I've actually been on the, uh, I have Horace podcast. Uh, Tim had, had me on. It was actually supposed to have Josh on, but Josh had to call in sick. So, you know, I was kind of like the runner up. They had <coughs> me and Ryan Kimmel, one of the badass dudes we met at Adepticon. We'll be talking about a little bit later. And then, uh, I was also on, I'll be on next week's, 
uh, Seize the Initiative podcast with Sean and Blaine. They they actually also had me on to talk about Adepticon and different Adepticon things. The only thing, the only place I haven't talked about Adepticon and all the games is Radio Free Istvan. <laughs> our shit, so. our own podcast. <laughs> yeah, we kind of you know we did we did the last episode prior to Adepticon, and then coming back, I think once we got back to real life and work and families and everything. Uh, RFI has uh, languished a little bit, but uh, we're back. Uh, it feels so good to be back in. It does, man. It does. You get to hear our voices in your sweet, sweet ears. Yeah, all the yeah. all the comforts of, uh, of drinking and uh, talking in a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. And not getting flooded out. So that's nice also. Oh, yeah. So anyway, man. So I guess we should touch base on uh, like what we've kind of been working on since Adepticon, or since the last episode, maybe? No, since Adepticon. Yeah, I'm saying since Adepticon, probably fair enough. Uh, so what you what you what you working on, Zach? Uh, well, I you know I I was busting my ass like like nonstop before Adepticon, like down to that morning of our of my plane flight, I was. Adding little rust to my breachers on my Sons of Horus, uh, you know, just trying to get some last-minute details. Uh, you know, it, uh, all my stuff was functional. I just, I just wanted it to be as best I guess as possible. So I had it all time. So I added some, some rust effects to it. But when I got back, it was pretty much just like, uh, you know, trying to recoup, trying to, trying to apologize a lot, and like, you know, get in some, some family time. I. Uh, Slowly started putting together a. Uh, I'm working on a storm eagle, trying to uh, trying to get some more mobility. Like basically, my son's a horse army was like everything that I built. I took to to uh, Adepticon to be used. So there was no really like extra models, no extra sons of horse models uh, on my shelf, other than what I what I made. So. So I mean I gotta I, I have other stuff to build but uh, you know I don't really have any options right now so I'm looking to add to it so then I can actually y'all won't know what's coming at y'all next time we we get some games in but I did that and uh, just to kind of break the habit I started working on some Arena Rex uh, my Ludus Magnus started working on those guys it's kind of interesting it's good to uh, get away from like the line of Space Marines and start painting some some like big beefy dudes with some with some pectoral muscles and you know bulging gladiators so yeah it's big kinda, old big old nipples yeah so yeah. arena oh yeah <laughs> we got it we got we kind of got a little taste of arena rex it's kind of local to texas guys in austin uh made this game and uh and it involves like uh, roman style gladiators and uh the models look badass so i started i just wanted to kind of kind of break away from the space marines and uh, i started painting one of those guys up and uh it came out pretty good i just got to get those nipples right man i don't know that's tough man yeah nipples are tough i can't seem to get it man i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to mess them up i figured like that's all you see if you talk, if you listen to the podcast or the webcast uh last night uh like i kind of went off on a rant i didn't know anybody was talking like anybody could hear me but i was really concerned about the nipples like i actually compared it to uh you remember like uh, Batman, uh, like three or four? The I think it was the George Clooney Batman. Oh yeah. Oh the the, the like the yeah suit with, with the, the bat suit that had the nipples on it. <laughs> like and that's like the first thing you see. Like oh god, like 
Like, do you need that extra nipple protection on your on your bat suit? So you, you I, do. I, you I just do. figured, like, if I fuck up the nipples, like that's all people would see. Like, oh, he's a nice model, but what the fuck <laughs> up with your areolas? Those are the biggest. <laughs> what are those? What are those chips ahoy's? Yeah, <laughs> get those milk nuts out of here, man! Like, like you shaded it all wrong. So yeah, uh, it's really concerning me. I think it. I think I can get away with it, but we'll see. I don't know. It's just a. This is just like a, it's kind of a fun project and yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to have, move on. Have you like, like not Googled how to paint nipples? Like, I feel like it's a weird Google. Like you, yeah. that's like an incognito yeah, Google. I'm sure oh, it's going to come up. You're going to get some weird shit when you do that. Yeah. Like Safe pasties, search. like pasties and stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to come up. I don't know. <laughs> Painting little nipples. <laughs> Safe no, search. Dude, off. Don't, don't say little nipples. Cause you're going <laughs> to get the oh. FBI on your ass. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's exactly like that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, you just can't like painting miniature. Go red team, go (laughs) move in. We got another one. Got him. Fucking pervert. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be careful with that. So that's it, man. I'm taking it slow. Uh, There's no real timeline like right now, so it's good to good to be working at at a at a medium pace. You know, nothing uh, nothing too pressing. That's what's up, dude. So, nice. I guess I, I guess I can talk about what I've been working on. Yeah, how about you, Michael? What, what what you got? What's on your bench? Uh, Blood Angels. Oh. Uh, but like not it's one of those things. Blood Angels will be my Adepticon 2017 like army. So, and the, and the only reason I even like went Blood Angels is because uh, not that my Raven Guard didn't perform and like I know I like I'm pretty sure I can get like real competitive with my Raven Guard if I wanted. Uh, whenever it was time to have our, our armies like painting judge, like judged and like Mark Rayleigh's face was like eight inches from my model. I was like, man, dude. And I was like looking at everybody else's stuff and I was kind of like, fuck, like you just can't make black pop like those green salamanders over there. And you know, I was like, yeah, I, next year I got to bring an army that's like colorful and like looks good painted and. You know, something I can like show off. So you think you think that Raven Guard are like a like a a, a kind of easier paint scheme? Just it, it, you have to work a lot harder to get noticed, right? Yeah, like I I honestly like I I typed in like as soon as I was back home, I had that couple days off. I was looking up pro painted Raven Guard, and it was like okay. They just they like there's so much like there's so much you have to do to like reach a pro painted level black armor, and on top of that, it's just like it doesn't pop like a pro painted green or red will do. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, I want to uh, I want to show off a little bit. So I, as soon as it was like Adepticon fever was dying down a little bit, I built myself a Blood Angels list, uh, Fury of the Ancients, and. I had some help from uh, Ryan Kimmel. We kind of hashed over like what a list would look like because I was kind of worried about that whole uh, uh, something of Angel's rule they have where you can't have more vehicles than um, a Star Days. So like, I had to make some, add some units I wouldn't normally add to it, but it kind of worked out so I can run seven Dreadnoughts. And like, it's definitely not going to be a competitive list, but I think it's going to be real cool looking to see like that many Furiosos and 
I know I know that somebody's going to email about this. Somebody wants to know because that's got to be that's got to be tough. And how how many points? Uh, two thousand. That's seven dreadnoughts in two thousand. Like, like I mean, uh, I'm sure you had to do some some finagling, some some smudging. Yeah, I got three attack bikes. Yeah. So each <laughs> each each one fast attack choice. Yeah, with tough. assault cannons on it, like. <laughs> are you sure you want to be like talking about this? Because that's I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty pretty ingenious. It's uh you look pretty at wicked. like when you take Fury of the Ancients, you have to take your Delegatus to take the Master of Legion. You have to take a Forge Lord, and then you have to take a Primus Medicae. And that that's your three HQs are immediately taken up. Well, right there, that's three Legionessa Stardes. And then on top of that, I got to take three bikes with assault cannons on them, attack bikes with assault cannons on them. And then it's like one elite choice is a like apothecary or a tech marine for like 40 points dirty so like it, it gets you it gets you what you need but you got some useless units in there and then it's you know where do you get all those assault cannons i'm just i'm just curious i know i know that blood angels people know where to get them i mean so like a it, secret market that yeah you can is it, find them at oh is it uh yeah like where do you where do you go? It's not bits bins. I'm sure they're rated. Like where are these? Where are these assault cannons? Uh, well, are you are you making them out of like you know like like matchsticks or what? Like what's the, what's what's going on? <laughs> well, for starters, I got you know that I have six land speeders. Nah. Uh, that I didn't use any of the weapons for. I used the the legion uh, weapon upgrades. So there are six assault cannons there. Oh, so you actually? I like, have uh, like I have a fire raptor, two storm eagles. I have a storm raven, uh, from from another kit. So like, I'm pretty loaded up on assault cannons. So yeah, I mean that's where all the uh, that's where all the assault cannons come from. Uh, so I have the assault cannons. It's just I don't have the dreadnoughts yet. They're coming in. So uh, I also don't have the dreadnought drop pods. That's gonna be. Uh-huh the most expensive oh part yeah that there. is like if you they're each in drop pots yeah all of them Sick. are each in drop yeah pods. but that's oh. expensive like m- money wise like so like, i have a year to to start get them british pounds yeah yeah, yeah that sucks but um but worth it like the dreadnought drop pod like i am a i am a, a convert you know for real like i love that thing so good like just the fact that you don't have to get out of it it's kind of the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it gives you that cover save. Oh, so sexy. Yeah, it, the army itself, like it was, uh, pretty easy to build because I'm running Legion dreadnoughts, uh, a, a couple Legion dreadnoughts. Oh, really? Okay. And then uh, I'm running Cortis uh, dreadnoughts. So with the plastic contemptors running around, uh, it's pretty easy to pick those up. I actually picked up like two this past week just from some guy on the Warhammer uh, USA trade group for like twenty five bucks. And they were both loaded out, dual close combat weapons. Uh, pretty much every Dreadnought that I have is going to be uh, Furioso, except there will be uh, two Leviathans. And so i got to pick up a couple two Leviathans. Two Leviathans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because I've seen with uh, Ruben's list, he ran a shitload of Contemptors, and Josh's Terminators just, like, piecemealed the, the, the Contemptors. He's like, eh. Well, I'll just uh, you know go and take my vulnerable save and dish out pain to these contemptors. So, oh yeah, yeah. So the re- that's why I'm taking a Leviathan, take some grab bombards, and throw out some AP two pie plates. So it's kind of 
kind of why I'm taking a couple Leviathans. But hell yeah, Leviathans. I'm. That's another thing I'm sold on after Adepticon. Yeah, I'll take yeah. A, I'll be taking a Death Blossom and a Grab Bombard uh, Siege Drill Leviathan. Uh, yeah, that that was one of the biggest things I saw. The various lists of different people I played. Every time the Leviathan came out, it it was it made its points back easily. So it's definitely an addition if you're looking, especially a drop army like my Warbearers. That's something I've got to get in there because you're you're gonna make your points back, no question. Not not only make your points back, but also soak up like like it like you gotta take care of it, and it soaks up a lot of a lot of shots too. So I mean that's the uh, that's like the untold statistic too of of just like taking like like distraction fire, like taking all the fire because you have to deal with it, and uh, and they're real resilient, especially with the pod and that four plus save, like uh, you know after the fact. Uh, yeah, so good. So you got the Dreadnought Drop Pod, which you have to get rid of, which is basically a Void Shield yep. because it's AV12 all around. Yeah, three so, hole points, so three like three Void Shields pretty much. Dreadnought Drop Pods are three three hole points? What? Yeah. I thought there were two. Oh, are they two? I don't know. Uh, that, I don't that, have my book. Yeah, I don't have my book either. But I thought there were three. But if they're three, that makes a huge difference in my head. Like I thought there were two, but... Either way, you got to get past Void Shield, which on top of that has a uh, shrouded cover save. Yep. Right. And then then once you get past that, which is just protecting your Leviathan or whatever, you have this AV13 monster with a 4-plus invulnerable save on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty beasty. Yep, that's a, that's a, lot, of, that's a lot of damage you got to do, and you can't just you know hurt it with bolters or whatever. You got to... You got to direct your fire at it, and so that's that's a lot of stuff that's not shooting at the rest of your army. So hell yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my heavy hitters, uh, and so like I think it would do really good versus Solar Ox, and like that's what I'm really looking like. <laughs> really got my ass handed to me by some Solar Ox at Adepticon. So You're looking for vengeance, <laughs> just looking for everybody every. Uh, Contemptor, Cortis, and every Legion uh, Legion Dreadnought has a dual power fist assault cannons in the hands. So, I mean, there's like 12 assault cannons or something like that. Uh, as soon as they hit the ground, it's just 12 assault cannons shooting all over the place. So all that AV4, you know, just unloading. It's like 48 shots of death. That's cool. Like, I, I, I mean, I really think that... The Fury of the Ancients, I guess that is probably one of the main ways to like utilize, I guess, that right of war. Yeah. Because I mean, you you try to think like which Legion most benefits, I guess, from uh from like an all dreadnought army. Right? Yeah. You're looking at Iron Hands, uh, Yeah, Iron it? Hands would probably be a good one, yeah, also. And uh maybe uh I mean maybe like the uh uh, like you could do some melted guns with a, uh, with like salamanders maybe or yeah with the with the flamestorm cannons as well yeah flam flamestorm cannons yeah uh, yeah there's a, there's a whole bunch of different like I, I had to but but yeah probably but the assault cannons I think is just that's just just way to fire sheer way to fire is gotta be uh gotta be so beef pissing bullets like as soon as they land and then on top of that like they they are a fire like they're a really good fire support system 
And then on top of that, they can just like, I've got them armed with one fist and one chain fist. Oh, okay. So like, they're peeling open anything that they run yeah. into. So you you got a bunch of decisions too, like when you. Well, each of them is dual rolled. Like each each dreadnought can do whatever the fuck it wants. It's like, do I want to kill a unit? Let me light it up with eight assault cannon shots. <laughs> do I want to open this tank up? Let me charge it with my four attacks and open it up with a chain fist. So good. It's so. actually what it's three attacks base for a Legion dreadnought, right? Plus one for the extra close combat weapon, so it's five attacks on the charge. Five attacks with like armor bane, just ripping over and r- ripping open a. God, I want to see this so bad. Like, I want you to I, at least play test it or, or something. I want to see it in action. I'm like, like, I'm really excited to paint it. That, that's just th- that's where I'm at right now. And uh, Ryan posted up. Did you see those rhinos today? Those oh red yeah, rhinos? yeah, those look real good, man, dude. And like, it's and it's it looks like it's not a super complicated paint scheme, but uh, but they look so good. Well, he uses all Citadel through an airbrush, and really? so yeah, like. I was going for that. Like at first, when I saw the Retribution Army in Book Six, I saw the like real shiny red armor. Yeah. And I was like, "That's the that's the Blood Angel scheme I wanted." So I bought all these pots of uh, Tamiya Clear Red. Yeah. And then you, you saw my you did my, the silver like the 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 steel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You saw my Dreadclaw. I painted a test Dreadclaw with the Tamiya Clear Red, and I mean it, it's gotten good good feedback on it. But as soon as I saw Ryan's, that it was like matte, that like his is real matte and real yeah, like just real base red, and I was yeah, like with highlights and stuff like that it looks real good. Like I, I don't think that uh, like a clear red army like that, like the the real poppy candy red army, will get the same like results as like an Alpha Legion does with their poppy greeny, mm-hmm. aren't like green blue like seafoam color. Like I don't like that's kind of like the way I saw it. Like whenever it's all on the table and they're all clear red, I think too many people will be like, "What are these thousand suns?" I don't know. I like that. That's a that's a weird. That's a good point. Uh, because you 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 see that like, that's become synonymous with the Alpha Legion, right? That steel with you know with that with that clear blue over it. Uh, but you know, I I always wonder like somebody has had to try it with a different Legion, you know, right? Like a different like the same concept. I guess, but I'd like to see them how the, how it looks. I guess uh, you know before before I I try that, you know, like uh, I don't know if there's a like a Tamiya clear or whatever, and, and that's closer to Sons of Horus or that, or if you got to mix that. But I, I was real curious about it, but I just uh, I I'm I'm too too much of a novice, I guess, to to to, to experiment with something like that. Like I mean, uh, but but yeah, that. It definitely looks super sexy with the Alpha Legion. Like everybody's seen that paint scheme out there. I'd like to see some something else that does. A, like I, I like your, I like your color. Uh, I like your paint scheme, but I think maybe just because of the glare, like the shininess, you might lose some of the detail. I guess you know. Yeah, it, it's real. It's I mean, it, it does. Like it, it's all glow. I feel like once it's on a table like that. I don't know. I'll show you here in a minute. The Anvilus. Yeah. I'll show you in person, but yeah, I like to see it. Look, look, it look. I think it looks cool. That's a cool model, though. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fuck up an Anvilus. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's it. that. That's what I've been working on. Um, just just on and off, like getting orders through, getting everything placed, spending money, of course, and because I couldn't get to, I didn't get to spend money at Adepticon at Forge World. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, what about you, Chris? Man, what you been working on? 
Uh, well, since I've been back, not a whole lot as far as uh, 30K goes. The most I've done hobby-wise is uh, put together my Arena Rex uh, Legio 13, and I get them primed. I haven't started working on the nipples like Zach. So hopefully this next this weekend I'll get to, to do some nipple work and uh, get those guys start get the paint started on them. Um, yeah, it's a bit more family stuff and personal stuff since I've been back. Being gone for a week, uh, <clears throat> you know, with a wife and, and all that, it's uh, got to put in the time when you come back. We've got a new foster dog, so that's taking up a ton of time. Sitting here tonight, I'm, I'm dealing with him, so. Hobby has been at a minimum since I got back, which is sad. But uh, on the on the plus side for 30k, I've started planning my next uh, my next endeavors. Uh, working with uh, working on a, a new Mechanicum Force, uh, dealing with the Xana system from the Xana Incursion in, in Book Six. So I've got an order that's about to go off uh, to get the stuff for that and. I think I've settled on doing Dark Angels for my next Loyalist army. What? Uh, Dark yeah, Angels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on the based on the Xana stuff, man. That I'm so like enamored with that story. It's it's just got my creative creative side really pumping. So I'm not gonna go real huge on the Dark Angels, but I'm I'm thinking twenty five hundred to three thousand points. It's gonna be mostly a uh, void assault type force so we're not looking at a lot of vehicles it's going to be more terminators and, and things like that so I don't know, we'll see that that the dark angel is still in the planning stages the uh the mechanicum the the list is pretty much done up i've got three thousand points uh sketched out with the uh, centerpiece being a an ordinatus uh from the uh the xana uh story in book six so so, so are you going to run them as loyalist or traitor? To the Dark Angels? No, the the, the Mechanicum. <laughs> uh, probably traitor, in all honesty. So they're going to be painted up in the the Xana colors, which is the, as they put in book six, the Ossiary white, so the bone white, is going to be the the, uh, the majority color along with the black and gray. Um. I'm most likely Traitor, because in the story, for those who may not have read the story yet, the uh, Xana Mechanicum, they're treating with both sides during the heresy, but they're kind of blowing smoke up the ass of the Loyalist, and they're planning on going with Horus. So that's that's my my thought with that, is to go more, more, uh, more of the Traitor, and that way I can outline with the Mechanicum and do some different things, you know, down the line. But uh, I've just, I've really enjoyed the story, especially we, as we've worked towards, uh, I don't know, 30K, um, the, the reading more of the Xana stuff, it's just really, really energized me with Mechanicum. So that's, that's what I'm looking at. But yeah, more, more trader side. I, I, I want to run Scoria uh, at some point, but that character doesn't really come out towards the end of the Xana incursion. Uh, since the character was imprisoned and then is released during all the shit that happens during the Xanax version. So um, that's going to be probably my centerpiece uh, traitor character for that mechanical force. That's tight. Kind of like Caleb Decima was your centerpiece. For yep. It. Yep, exactly. So 
kind of kind of different uh, different size Kevin Decima who tried to be a trader but no one liked him. So they tried to dick him over and he came out, you know, he still lives, so he's like, fuck the traders, I'm gonna go to Willis. <laughs> you know, kind of the flip side of that coin is the dude that's uh the uh the Zan the uh, void in concertory imprisoned uh, uh Scoria just because Scoria was was wanting to delve too deeply into the dark arts and all that stuff when the Void Accusatory was trying to play nice with the Imperium. And uh, so he's someone else that was wronged. And uh, as the shit goes down, he's able to, to make a comeback. So, oh, kind of a cool story. And uh, I, I, he's kind of, like I said, I see him as kind of the flip side to Caleb Decimo. Yeah, and the, the, dark, the Dark Angels I'm still working on, um, they, they talk about them in that story. They're a big piece of that story. But I don't have a full. I don't have the army. I don't have the list sketched out yet. I don't have my force sketched out yet. A general idea, but that's about as far as I got with it. That's what's up. That's exciting. I always like to hear people's like fluff and background for yeah. an army. They're ready yeah, I like I like when they tie into an actual time, like an actual time mm-hmm. period. Like that makes it so sexy. Like like as opposed to just like oh well. And then these guys showed up. <laughs> yeah, oh, and no, that, exactly. that's why I have Dark Angels and Space Wolves together. <laughs> oh yeah, no, exactly. I I can't do that. It, you know, as we've gotten farther along the hobby, especially with thirty k, I'm really looking at you know what what can I do story wise? What's out there story wise? It really piques my interest. And you know the Xana stuff for uh, that kind of started the ball rolling with the Alamo thirty k missions. And the more I read about, it, I was like, you know, I, I really want to explore this more, and I, I've got some ultimate, some brand design, so to speak. You know, looking at long term, you know, looking at stiff three, uh, the stuff that I'm working on with the mechanic of the Dark Angels. I, my plan is to hopefully use them as uh, uh, set pieces for stiff three, which is going to continue the Xana incursion storyline. So. A little bit of a spoiler, I guess, for those yeah. of you who may, who may be considering yeah. coming to Skip Three. But. Careful, Chris. Careful, Chris. There's like <laughs> people are trying to get the uh, the down low already, like on Stiff Three. They're trying to get the. Uh, I know, man. Advantage. We have way too much. It's, it seems like every week someone's asking, like, "What's the date?" I I got a message uh, just a couple days ago in my inbox, like, "Hey, have y'all set the date for Stiff Three? I was like, "2017. Uh, it's close as we got." Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, for those of you listening, rest assured, uh, you know, we'll, we're working on Step 3. It's going to happen, and we'll be in 2017. Yeah. And as soon as we have a date set, we're going to give it out to the players, give it out to people interested. Or if you listen to our webcasts and podcasts, there's secret Easter eggs <laughs> that will lead to the date. To the date and uh, and maybe some special rules uh, that you can get the jump on that. But you got to listen very closely we Very we <laughs> we leave little breadcrumbs yeah. of a of a secret website you can go to yeah. that has all of the rule sets set up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's like reading a Dan yeah. Brown novel. Yeah. You're like angels and demons, last symbol. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Enigma machine, you know? Uh, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, the first word, last letter of every webcast we have. Dude, dude, <laughs> we'll give you a clue. You can't give it away. It's, it's totally out in the open right now. So, it's so out of the open. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm excited. You know, and I know Stiff 3 is months and months away. I don't, it's not going to be before 2017, but 
you know, I'm excited about the stuff that we're doing now because we're going to build towards that. And I don't know, it's, it's exciting to me. And I think that as people that are into the narrative style of play, you know, if you came to Stiff 2, if you're coming to Alamo 30K, you know, you're going to want to put Stiff 3 when the date is announced on your calendar. You're going to want to make sure you're, you're signed up for it because we've got the, the stuff that we're, we've got in the works is going to you know, blow minds. I have no doubt about that. People are really going to be like, you know, shit, we got to be here in Victoria, Texas for this event. Hell yeah, man. Sounds yeah. Like- I, I, yeah, I, I didn't plan this as a stiff three like advertisement, but hey, this is kind of what it turned into. Work it in, man. Like repetition, <laughs> repetition, repetition. Get, we got to get asses in the seats. They're going to be beating down the door soon. I'm telling you. Well, I, I will say, you know, Alamo 30K. So it's our, our Xana Incursion episode one, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah, yeah like the prequel. Like the uh, yeah. like this is the uh, the setup, you know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a setup. There's one spot left. Yeah. So you know, we have one ticket left to sell, and we are sold out. We're not opening up more spots. One ticket, we're done. We're locking it, and we're going forward. And I will tell you right now, it's a pretty even split between loyalists and trader armies that have signed up for this event. Dude, I say like since we're on the topic of uh, Alamo 30K, mm-hmm. we should like we should go into it a little bit. Like, okay. I mean, what, what's gonna like sell it to us, pretty? What is gonna make <laughs> Alamo GT 30K narrative event an event worth me going out of my way for? So, Michael and Zach, have you ever wanted to be fluffed? I want to get fluffed almost. Almost regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on a constant basis, and then but then I have to wait usually like twenty to thirty minutes afterwards, and then I'll be ready to be fluffed again. Like when I get <laughs> whenever I get hit with like a really like good fluffy army. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Armies. Oh armies. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was about to point out Zach, you're married, so I don't know how often you're getting fluffed, but yeah, yeah no, I, I gotta, it changes. I gotta have a sandwich and go to sleep. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> No, the uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, it's we're all about the fluff here yeah. at the at the Forgotten Legion, absolutely. And uh, anything that can enhance that experience, you know, that's you know, if we can do that, uh, provide that service to other people, absolutely. That is something that uh, that that we would love to do. You know, like Total Recall. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, most definitely. Total you know. <laughs> Total recall, exactly. <laughs> um, you can be, yeah, I will watch that before I go to bed tonight. The other night, we got to start talking about running man. So I put it out in the living room. My wife is like, really? I said, yeah, of course, really. So we're watching. Running man uh, is a classic. I it's, oh, so I can't, yeah, exactly. Classic. Richard Dawson. <laughs> David Killian. Um, but yeah, you know, talk about fluffers. So what's, you want to talk about narrative events, and we're talking about that Xana incursion. So, Alamo 30K is our telling of the Xana incursion from book six in the Horus Heresy line. And what we're doing is this event, Alamo 30K, held at the Alamo GT in San Antonio, May 21st, is the it's the opening shots, so to speak, of the Xana incursion. So if you've read book six, you know the story, you know what goes down. Um, but if you haven't, what the opening moves were, both the Imperium, i.e. Malkador and the Emperor, and the traitors, i.e. Horus, 
they both were trying to woo the Xana system to come to their side. And the Xana system was basically a, a class, I believe it's a class two or a prime two forge world. So it's a, it's a badass forge world. They, they've got all this stockpile of weapons and munitions. Uh, they can continue to pump it out. Both sides won it for the war effort. The Imperium had it during the Great Crusade, but now that the Civil War broke out, Xana said, well, you know, we're not going to take sides. And while they said that, in secret, both sides were sending emissaries to say, hey, you need to work with us and give us your arms and munitions. Uh, both sides have a had a different take on what that would look like. Uh, Rogel Dorn uh, was like, hey, you're going to work with us or I'm going to declare you traitor uh, extremists and on pain of death, no one deals with you. And what an all, asshole. They're all, do it. Classic Rogel. <laughs> do it. Classic Rogel. Yeah, classic Rogel to war, man. Do it. We got to order Nadus. And, <laughs> uh, I bet you they got, like a, they got a, like a secret name for it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you don't yeah. even know about it. K nine four eight four. Exactly. So Rogaldorn throws this out. Just there. stand right here. <laughs> Just stand right here. Stand Rogaldorn. on this red, this red <laughs> this target X, on this X right here. He's all. Yeah. I'm intrigued. <laughs> what? What's everybody Rogaldorn, staring Rogaldorn, at? Rogaldorn's saying this, and in the background, Malkador is saying, "Hey, I know what Rogaldorn told you, but if you come to our side, we can ignore all that." you know, traitor exterminatus stuff that Rogador is saying, and we'll let you guys live. So that's the Imperium's pitch. We'll let you live if you work with us. So Horus comes along, and I'm not giving any secrets away because it's all in book six. Horus comes along and says, you know, I know what the loyalists are telling you, but what I'm going to tell you is you can research whatever you want. We're not going to put you under the strictures of the Imperium and say, you can't research artificial intelligence. You can't research this or that. You can do what you want. Just give me your weapons. I just I picture Horace, like, going up to them and, like, pulling out a chair and sitting on it backwards, you know, like... <laughs> exactly. Like, the chair backwards, like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, check it out. Hey. You want no. a beer? You want a beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Get, make yourself comfortable, man. Uh, hey, I'm here for you. Like, let, let's... Yeah. I'm gonna look you in the eye whenever we talk. I heard Rogel Dorn oh. was here. Such a douche, right? <laughs> what a douche! What a yeah. douche! Tried to, tried to give you all these restrictions. <laughs> yeah, check you think out. about it. Like, who would you rather go with? You're the mechanic, and you're all about like exploring mysteries and and learning all this different stuff. And this is a system that was never a part of Mars. That's that's a kind of a key. You know, when it was found, the Emperor and Mars was like, "Hey, where'd you guys come from?" Because Mars is like, we don't have you on record. We don't know like what your origin story is. How the fuck do y'all have two Titan legions? What the exactly. fuck? Exactly. <laughs> that, that is kind of what it was. It's like, dude, you guys kind of grew up, you know, out here in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, yeah, we did. And they didn't give any details. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of cool, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Stop it's talking. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just like, deal. You know, deal. Do what, do what you can do. So yeah, when they come to him, you know, whose deal is the better? Well, obviously Horus. You know, he's like, he's like, do your mechanical thing, research what you're going to research. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just give, know, me my, give me my cut. Give, give, give me my give cut. Me, I got give dibs. Me some, give me some cool shit to fight the emperor with. <laughs> and so, 
Xana was like, the winning consultatory was like, you know, all right, cool, we're going to deal with him. But at the same time, they were like, uh, they told the Malkador, the Malkador's emissary, like, yeah, we'll deal with you. So they're they're playing both sides. But they invite Horus's emissary to their their proving grounds. And they're like, you know, they start making deals and they're like, you know what, as a gesture of faith, we're going to give a gift because that's a big thing, giving a gift. We're going to give you three ordinatus. Yeah. It's a pretty good and, gift, man. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it's like Christmas. Horus is like, fuck yeah, because the fabricator general of Mars who sided with Horus, he would not give him ordinatus. He's like, yeah, you know, we got ordinatus, but I'm not giving it to you, dude. You know, you got to do without it. Well, these dudes of Xana were like, we're going to need three of them. Check it out. <laughs> You know, check it out. Fucking candy apple primer over here. You're like, this shit's look clean. Yeah, look at these wheels. You know, they, they they got it ready. They and, and they've got a proving ground that's like hundreds of square kilometers of like simulated cities and planes. And they're like, hey, come come to our proving ground, and we're going to show you what's up with these ordinates. And that's kind of where the the Xana story starts taking some cool turns uh in my mind so so Alan with 30k <laughs> is gonna lead up to the the whole ordinatus the gift giving all that shit uh you're gonna have the Horus's emissary which is actually a davenite priest so those of you who know your your horse heresy oh. background you know the davenites they were the dudes that took Horus the beginning to the cave Oh, what you say, Zach? Sorry. That's the beginning. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. That's Horace's uh, spirit journey, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. There, you know, so it kind of brings it full circle. So he's he's as a priest to go deal in his in his presence, and uh, so they start making deals, and then that's when I'm like, hey, come come check this out, come look at this uh, ex exhibition we're going to give you with these ordinates, and then he's like, well, okay, there's this world eater this famous world eater that's going to come and check it out. And that's where shit gets real. And again, if you've got book sixes, there's no spoilers to book sixes out there. It's been out there for a while, but, uh, this, this world eater, you know, start talking about the dark angels and how they play into this. That's where it kind of, it's the story gets crazy because you've got dark angels that are, that are masquerading as traitors. You know, the, the world eater, Badass. Uh, I, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's actually a world eater. You've got a, a an assassin that's working with the Dark Angels that goes to this meeting. It's just some crazy shit starts going down that starts the whole war in Xana. But uh, third, the, the Animal 30K is going to take us right up to that point where the war kicks off, and Stiff 3 is going to be the fucking throwdown to end all throwdowns in Xana. Badass. So we're probably like talking to like that one guy that needs to get in, that's that's wanting to get into Alamo, <laughs> and then and then but but this will have a prelude to Stiff Three, come oh, in exactly. come in in 2017. So so this will get that uh, you know just a little just a little taste you know a little a little aperitif. So that yeah. was that was like your, the the explanation of like the Xana incursion. Yeah. So, like, we are all familiar with this whole Xana event, mm -hmm. and we're all on the same page with Xana. 
So in Alamo GT, each there, there's going to be a lot of us legionnaires assigned to every table. When yeah. We're, we're talking six, about fluffers. Six or? tables. Yeah. Six tables. Yeah. You got six tables and in each table, you're going to have a fluffer. And so rather than giving blowjobs to the attendees, mm-hmm. what the fluffer is going to do oh. is build the narrative and work the narrative. I don't think you sold that right. Like instead of getting a blowjob, <laughs> instead of getting blowjobs, you're just going to get a, a whole a, a whole heaping dose of narrative. Like that's not. I don't think that's the right approach. We should. You're welcome. Like, yeah, yeah. You should yeah. be so lucky. <laughs> yeah, right? right. You're gonna get. Well, you're gonna get okay. off on this narrative. Yeah. Considering that I've got six fluffers, and so I get to to act as the grand fluffer. Um, yeah, apparently, I guess I'll have to get blowjobs. So yeah, there's gonna be blowjobs for everybody. Nah. <laughs> uh, for the narrative. For the, for the narrative. Yeah, it's yeah. all in, in service be, of the narrative. You're gonna so be bursting. Service your narrative. Bursting with narrative. If somebody, yeah. if somebody came up to me with a book six retribution and showed me that the commander general got a blowjob before battle. We'd make, sure, we'd make sure it happened for the yeah, narrative. It, it will happen right there. And this is in the same room as the Alamo 40K GT. So I, I will tell you, the 40K players are going to be pretty jealous when the 30K players are getting blowjobs in each table. <laughs> so uh, not, so back, back to the uh, to the actual to the fluffers. Like, uh, yeah. Not only will they be just um, keeping up with the narrative, but... They will also be able to keep track of like, uh, like basically the whole event uh, as a whole, like things that uh, affect each table. So, uh, yes. so uh, instead of having uh, you know a, a, a warlord having to keep track of these things, it will basically give um, you know it'll 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 be basically you wouldn't have to think about that for for your own table right. like the fluffers can, can can communicate with each other as opposed uh, saying like okay this happened over here therefore this special event may happen at, over at your table and they can keep track of that as well as not just say okay well you know you get uh, this you know game effect happens at your table but work it into the narrative as to the game as a whole. Right? Yeah, like yeah. every every table that's, you know, six tables, six fluffers, each fluffer is assigned a table, and they come up with the, well, they were given an outline of a mission. Or that we, is, we were that given is their baby. Like, yeah. that's yeah. their, that's their uh, like, all they know is that table and what goes on there. Right, so, like, like in my, my case, you know, I got my table... I came up with uh, with probably about eight or nine secondary objectives. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, and the secondary objectives are uh, they're assigned to you at the beginning of the game. So if you were to come up to my table and you were Sons of Horus, I would look at you know what's been going on in the uh, you know in the other tables, you know how everything's been moving. And I would say, now why would the Sons of Horus be coming to this table while this table, like every table has something cool about it, and I really don't want to spoil it, uh, but, you know, for for like my table, there's some advantages to being on that table uh, because of what it represents. And so if you were to come to my table and I had, you know, Sons of Horus coming and then I figured out, you know, oh, we're also going to have, 
let's say Raven Guard or something, I would sit with you and I'd say, okay, why would you be at this table? To me, it would make sense for you to take this secondary objective. And you'd be like, eh, no, I'm not really about that. I, my, my army's more designed for this. They'd be like, okay, well, I would suggest another secondary objective. And truthfully, you can just say, no, fuck all those. I want this secondary objective because it's easiest to get. And what you could do, but, you know, we're going to be there and we're going to try and uh, to kind of like, you know, fix your palate and, you know, kind of, I think you do do good at doing this. And you're not going to know what the other team's secondary objectives are. So when you go in and you hit the, you know, hit the ground running, there's, you have no idea what they're going for. You just know they're on the table and it could be, you know, they could totally juke you because they know what the other secondary objectives are too. So what we're going to do is we're going to try and, you know, once let's say, you know, on my table, you do X and Y, then we're going to be in communication with the other fluffers on the other tables. And at that point, you know, we can decide whether or not, you know, to hand out different types of objectives or anything like that. Sounds real complicated, but... For us fluffers, yeah. But the fluffers yeah. are the ones that are taking care of the busy work. Yeah. All you got to worry about is doing what you came to do, just kicking ass and, yeah. uh, and getting and tagging objectives and whatnot. But, but I mean, the, we, we take all the... Uh, all the all the the extra you know the math and the uh, and the work and you know basically we tell you what is what what you could do and you 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 decide it's like choose your own adventure right yeah yeah absolutely we're gonna try and uh, try and guide you like we know the table we know everything about the table so we're gonna try and lead you in the best direction but you have no obligation to take our advice and you can just get, go do whatever you want so so, so as a, as opposed to uh, you know, random uh, maelstrom things or whatever. Like, you know, th- this is going to be. There won't be know, no random maelstrom. Yeah, yeah. It's nah. it, like it's going to make sense, and and you can hopefully you can see, like you can see how how your your army would play a part in this grand scheme of uh, of attack or or defend or whatever it may be, and the story fit your fit your guys into the story, and hopefully we make that narrative. You know, you can you can you can see it happening on this planet. Sounds, well, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I definitely think so, and I think it's going to help smooth. So, if you compare it to other events that you might have gone to, having the fluffer is going to make that transition from event round to event round so much smoother. You know, you're going to come in, and that fluffer is going to be able to tell you exactly like, hey, this happened. You know, this just happened. This is what you've got to do now. And this is what you can expect from this table. Yeah, like they exactly. they captured this communication outpost, so they're they're getting these benefits. So how do you want to roll with this? Like it'll you'll pretty much every fluffer is gonna not only you know help you pick the the secondary, but they'll also be at that table the entire time. Uh, so for one, you have him answering questions and knocking out any speed bumps without having to raise your hand and try and find somebody. But on top of that, he's going to be able to remind you that, hey, this table gave you an orbital bombardment. Do you want to go and use that? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and we're going to be completely unbiased. It's going to be tight. Yeah, it's, it's all in service of the story. You know, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up as far as being unbiased. You know, as far as the fluffers, uh, you know, you can call them fluffers, you can call them TOs, you can call them event organizers, whatever the name you want to give to them is. 
you know, the whole thing is though making sure everyone has a good time and tells a good story. And we're going to reward that. You know, when you start looking at how we're, we're scoring, how we're doing rewards at the end of the day, it's all going to be about what was, how was the story best told and who best helped tell that story. You know, the stories set by the players, we're not, we set the framework, but how it ends. You know, I know how the Xana incursion ends in the book, but at the end of the day, how it ends at the end of Alamo 30K and how it ends at the end of Stiff 3 may not match the book, and that's fine. We're going to reward those players that help build their faction towards the best possible story ending. And I think that's what's really what's going to set this apart from your your standard tournament or your standard, hey, here's a here, the narrative is X, Y, and Z. It's going to be much more interactive. It's going to be much more in-depth. And I think players are going to be able to take ownership, especially if you, if you go to Alamo 30K and then you come to Stiff 3. You're going to be able to see the progression from event to event and you're going to say, hey, the events at Alamo 30K affected how Stiff 3 started. Because that's that's the goal. You know, this is Stiff 3, the story starts where Alamo 30K ends. So, yeah, I think we convinced that one guy yeah. that's out there yeah. we're, we're <laughs> to probably, get that last spot. We're probably full. And like, full. But there will be a waiting list. So, uh, yeah. right on. And, and even if you're just there at the 40K event, or uh, you know, didn't get a chance to wake it. Uh, just come in and and check it out. We should have some some good tables going, and and hopefully some some awesomely painted armies, and uh, it'll be a good time. So come check us out. Yeah, what's gonna be awesome is uh, it's open to the public. So if y'all want to yeah. come and watch the story unfold, totally totally, you can just walk in there and come hang out. We actually have uh, Mike Gupton with Goldmine. Comics and car goldmine games, goldmine games, goldmine games. Yeah, yeah. He'll uh, he'll be there. Uh, he, I guess he'll have some special discounts for there. So if you want to come buy some cheap Warhammer, yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna have a full a full setup. Um, you know, he's one of the sponsors for the event. Uh, he's gonna have a booth there, so you can go if you've got something in your mind that you don't want to pick up. You know, come out, check out the thirty k event, uh, check out what Gupton's got going on. And uh, if he doesn't have it there, I guarantee you he can order it for you and uh, get it to you. Kick ass. So, yeah. So, yeah, badass. Alamo GT. Y'all should come check us out. 30K narrative. And I I will say one final thing on Alamo 30K at the Alamo GT. Uh, It is all going to be in the same room. Uh, So if you're there for the 40K side and you've ever been 30K curious, you're going to have an easy time to check us out. And I will tell you, I think once you check out, if you're a narrative-driven player, if you're somebody that likes the story, um, this may be what it takes to, to kick you over the edge and get you into 30K. But uh, Forgotten Legion guys are going to be there with their shirts on. Uh, if you have any questions, definitely ask us, man. We're, we're all about narrative play. We're all about 30K. It's focus of our club. And uh, we want to help people get into 30K and get into that style of gaming. So... We're, we're definitely doors open while we're there. You know, hit us up. Hell yeah, dude. So that's that's all I've got on 30. Well, actually, I've got a couple of more real quick things on 30K. I want to shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we've got a couple of prize sponsors that have already uh, gotten with us. 
that will be donating prize support for 30K. Um, games and gear, they do a fantastic line of, uh, of hobby product uh, from brushes to uh, brush care. Um, and then they've actually got their own line of games coming out. Uh, these guys are legit, man. We met them at Adepticon. They're super cool. Uh, if you've watched the uh, the making of Janus video at WarhammerHoodKid.com, uh, Games of Gear donated uh, some brush support and some different things to that. But they're going to be doing surprise support for LMO 30K. So uh, check those guys out. And then also ModCube. Uh, they're a company that we met with at Adepticon as well. Uh, they provided Horus Heresy uh uh, secret objectives to the Horus Heresy tournament, but they've got a full line of what they call mod cubes. It's uh, modular objectives slash vehicle marker slash condition marker. Um, go to their website, modcube.com, I believe it's a website. Check them out, but they're going to do a surprise support for us as well. Uh, these guys are, are really cool. Uh, totally a, a different way to look at the game and to make gameplay a little bit easier. Um, and then also we mentioned uh, Goldmine Games, so check those guys out as well. Heck yeah, man. So if you weren't convinced already, then uh, that's the reason why you should go to Alamo. And all for all of y'all that listen that are not in Texas or anywhere close to Texas, sorry that we just teased the shit out of you. But uh, <laughs> we will have some uh, pretty cool coverage of the event. I think uh, we have some sheets that Zach wrote up that are kind of like uh, battle reports for every uh, for every game that we're going to be monitoring and we'll be at the table so basically for the for the fluffers like they so they will be able to uh kind of summarize each each individual turn uh you know i'm sure y'all have seen uh you know still still picture battle reports so these uh fluffers would be able to you know i, I know i've played games and i've been like man fuck i wish i would have taken pictures. pictures i wish i would have taken pictures because yeah. that was badass and i missed it can we set the guys back up? No, it you know, so uh, hopefully the you know, while you're immersed in your game, the fluffers will be able to take care of those pictures and and they will be able to write comments on this on this kind of spreadsheet I made. Uh, in theory, you know, hopefully we won't be uh, I don't know, intoxicated or distracted and we can take care of that battle report so later on we can put out that content for you, the player. You won't have to worry about it. And later on you'll be able to like yeah, that's when my guy like whooped the shit out of Korax because Korax gets gets the shit whooped out of him. Ouch! Oh, sorry, uh, Jason Bissett. <laughs> Jason Bissett. <laughs> uh, J- sorry, Bissette. that was just an example. Korax was just an example. He's he usually gets his ass kicked, but it may not happen. I hope you turn it around. So uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, you know for those that are playing, you'll be able to see your shit at a later time. At a uh, you know with uh, you know still picture uh, battle reports, we're not able to do our full loadout. You know that's kind of you know uh, the 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 video, the live stream, all that stuff's kind of kind of set for stiff. But yeah, that's a stiff only deal. But we'll be able yeah. to get some some stuff out. So yeah, so right all on. of y'all that can't make it, don't worry, we're gonna take care of you. Yeah, and and, and I will say so if you're thinking about. Uh, if you're you look at Stiff Two, we've got a lot of video coverage. If you look at Alamo 30K at our at our great battle reports and pit coverage that we're going to have posted up, um, if you're thinking like, man, should I come to Texas for Stiff Three? 
just reach out to us. Reach out to anybody that's been to to our events. We did have several people from out of state fly in for Stiff Two. Um, we've got several people coming in from the far corners of Texas for Alamo. And if you're not familiar with Texas, Texas is big enough that if you come from Midland to San Antonio, you might as well fly because it's like a seven hour drive. So something to think about. Um, it might be worth if you're thinking like, Hey, what kind of 30 K events can I travel to? Um, you know, I, I will easily say stiff three is going to be one that you could put on your list along with LVO and uh, Nova. Um, that's going to be well worth your narrative time coming out for a full weekend of, of gaming. And again, date dates to come. Uh, we'll give you months in advance, but uh, if you're, you're in doubt, just keep an eye on our channel keep an eye on our Facebook and uh, see what kind of coverage we're doing. See what see what's going on, and, and make the decision for yourself. Fuck yeah! So yeah, that's 2017. Heck yeah, it's gonna you know it's gonna be here before you know it because you know here we're almost at May, and we've already started Adepticon planning. So <laughs> so yeah, get your army for Stiff Three ready. Yeah, out, if you're out uh, there, definitely, man. It's gonna be here before you know it because if you can start Adepticon planning this early. You can start skip three playing the survey, no doubt. Yeah, just just plan on coming. Don't even sometime early next year. Just uh, you know, save your vacation days. Yeah, we're gonna and, take, uh, we're gonna take care of you. Exactly, and, and you know, uh, Texas is a great place to visit. Victoria is a central hub to a lot of big cities in Texas. So uh, let us know, man. We'll uh, we'll hook you up. We'll help you get set up, and uh, hope to see you at a future event. So heck yeah, man. So there's some uh, Alamo GT talk. Uh, I guess like moving forward, we kind of touched base on some people that we met at Adepticon. And I realized that we haven't actually on the podcast talked to you guys about our Adepticon experience. And uh, so actually we, we brought Zach in to kind of share, you know, wh- what it was like, you know. The I guess the Heresy 30K narrative. We, we played the the 30K narrative. We played the 30K tournament. Uh, did you get into Zomortalis and the Tactical Strike? I did Zomortalis. Um, like Zom, like Zomortalis and Tactical Strike were on the same day. Right. Uh, so I kind of knew, and that was like our really our last night. So we we're gonna be there. So I kind of knew that uh, because I was playing Zomortalis in the morning. I was going to probably start drinking early and into the evening. So I kind of just, like, I, I kind of really just wanted to hang out because, like, that Thursday and Friday were, like, nonstop heresy, 30K nonstop. So I uh, I pretty much just, uh, I didn't get a chance to, I guess, like, just just chill and, and, and talk to people. So I dropped out of the tactical strike. But I did play Zomortalis on Saturday. That's what's up. And uh, just for a heads up, guys, uh, Chris had to bounce, so so Chris is no longer with us. But uh, we still talk to him Adepticon. Right on, yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, I guess the uh, give us a little rundown, man, on the – I mean, I played on it too, but I kind of wanted to hear your side of the story uh, on that 30K narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. again, um, Michael's – I know he's talked about his uh, – his Adepticon experience is on iHorse. You can probably catch that on there. Yeah, it's on iHorse uh, already, and then it'll be on uh, CZ Initiative. So yeah, so it, it, I'll give them the exclusive <laughs> versus 
versus talking about it on yeah. here. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, the the narrative was on Thursday, and uh, this was really uh, aside from uh, Stiff One. This was like the first time that I've actually played, uh, you know, against you know at a at a at a larger event or played against people that weren't you know the Forgotten Legion guys. Um, so I was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty excited. I had a, I, I thought I had a good list. Uh, I actually like crazy story. I, uh, you know, I played death guard. Uh, like I have a death guard army. That's kind of how I got in to, uh, you know, to the, to, uh, the hobby. Basically our other legionnaire J kind of gave me like, like I was interested. I was kind of hooked up in the deal. Uh, you know, interested in, in doing 30 K, uh, you know, with, with my brother, you know, he kind of got sparked the interest and, uh, Jay basically came and said like, Hey, uh, if your brother's you know, really down to play, you know, I can give him a good deal. And he gave me an awesome deal basically just to, uh, increase the, the heresy here in Victoria or get some more guys involved. And, uh, gave me a great deal on the, on the death guard. And I've been playing those guys and I played them at, uh, you know, during stiff, stiff one, and against some of the guys here in Victoria, but uh, I didn't kind of feel like the army was my own, you know. I was like, uh, just because I mean, I like I like to play. It was all pre-painted. Yeah, and... yeah, it was painted badass, and everything was great. And I still added some more, like I added a couple of Sakaran battle tanks and some quad mortars and stuff that I that made it, you know, like I wanted to play, but. For the most part, it was like, you know, a, mo a lot of it was painted by Jay, which was really good. However, it was, uh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I did the work. You know, I felt like like I was just like I was just cheating. Like, cheating. <laughs> like, I, like I just cheated and, uh, you know, I just bought like I net decked it, you know, like like <laughs> you, you're lucky. You got like a best painted award. Yeah. And shit like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just wouldn't feel right about I wouldn't feel right about that. You know, like my conscience would get me and I, I would have to be like, no, nah, I can't I can't I can't take credit. I can't, can't take credit for that. So so anybody that played with my death guard, like props to Jay. Absolutely. I would tell him all day long. I cannot take credit for all this. Um, so and uh, and I, I had been getting into painting. I hadn't painted in a long time. Uh, last uh, time I actually painted a model was when I paid a uh, played a you know fantasy way back when you know over like a decade ago. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you know Josh had painted a lot of my stuff, and so I uh, so I want, really wanted to get into painting. So I set a goal for myself. I was like said, hey, I'm gonna go to Adepticon. If I'm gonna go to Adepticon, uh, actually, Mortarian got taken. That's what happened. Mortarian got taken, and I was like, man, I kind of want to play a Primarch for the narrative, you know. And everybody was calling Primarchs left and right, and I was like, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Adepticon guys, because I didn't know them at this time. I, I, don't know, I was kind of intimidated. I'll send an email and I'll say if like, hey, has the Warmaster been taken? And uh, you know, I requested him, and uh, and I told myself if. Horus is not claimed. I will, I will order you know Sons of Horus army, and I will have it painted by Adepticon. Like set a goal, uh, drew a line in the sand, if you will. And um, yeah, um, I think it was uh, who 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 sent me who sent the emails back. It was a uh, tie. Yeah, it was Ty that sent. Yeah, Ty sent Ty sent me an email back and said like no, like the 
the war master is on big claim and i was like oh fuck yeah like looper call like i'm i'm down like like so i was like all right consider him claimed you know the war master will lead his sons into into battle and uh you know i was like i thought i was lucky turned out turned out as a matter of fact i was the only fucking sons of horse guy you know at <laughs> at the at the event but but it gave me an incentive it lit a fire lit lit, lit that spark and i and i painted up uh my whole army uh you know all of my guys for the narrative the the uh the tournament and the zomertalis uh you know in time and it came down to the wire but uh but i had a list i was pretty uh, i like like i said i played death guard so i wanted a completely different list so i made a uh an orbital strike list and as like completely like so much fun to do uh my list consisted of um my narrative list that is consisted of uh let's see uh three drop pods uh it was uh one melt-a-gun melt-a-gun drop pod uh squad one plasma gun drop pod squad uh, and then Malagurst the Twisted, uh, who lets uh, who lets uh, Reavers be uh, be able to be taken as troops. Right. So I used them as my compulsory troop choice. Uh, I had Malagurst and Apothecary with a uh, you know an eight man uh, uh, an eight man Reaver squad with like three combi. Uh, they had combi melts. It's badass. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like Reavers are so sexy. Like they're like they're not they're not uh, you know more expensive. Like fifteen add fifteen points model. And these are old rules Reavers, right? These aren't the new. Didn't Reavers get the bump? No, Reavers did not get a bump. Uh, Just Aaron got the bump. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and by the way, yeah, we were playing with like the older rules, like before the Age of Darkness, the new Age of Darkness, uh, uh, Legion rules came out. Uh, right? Age. Yeah, yeah, new Age of Darkness, but yeah, the older one was the East Vaughn. Yeah, okay. So the. So we were playing with the old rules, so the Just Aaron had not got their extra extra wound and their cheaper cost. So, and yeah, eight man reavers with uh, three combi melts and some some power weapons. Like they're so versatile, like they're fucking badass, and they're they got base two attacks. So those guys were getting you know four attacks on the charge. You know, sergeant got five attacks. Like and with merciless fighter. Like you get so many attacks, and uh, even against Terminators or whatever, they're still like kicking ass. I had a, uh, and they were in an Anvilist, Anvilist, uh drop pod. Oh, that's brutal. Uh, and uh, I had Horus, of course, leading the army with a uh, five man Justaren squad. And uh, uh, for my fast attack, I had, or I'm sorry, heavy support, I had a Fire Raptor. So basically. You know, in theory, like, I mean, I saw this as, as horse's spear tip, you know, like coming down, you know, boom. Yeah. Boom. Like I'm, I'm book one, I'm, 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 like, I'm horse killing, rising. I'm, yeah. I'm killing shit. I'm killing shit. First, first turn, you know, taking out, taking out the, the baddest motherfucker on the block, you know, like, like first turn and then, uh, and then coming in horse bath cleanup. Uh, so, um, I, uh. I would drop in my melted gun squad, obviously target target a you know a big piece of armor and put in my uh, anvilus anvilus drop pod, and then uh, second turn like like uh, Horace would come in with his just Aaron just just deep strike in because he lets uh, just Aaron be, be taking his troops also. So I really didn't have to take any tacticals or 
you know, any any normal compulsory troops. My compulsory troops were the Reavers and the Jastarian. So, uh, so it was a pretty hard-hitting thing. It was like in your face. And, uh, you know, it's kind of completely different from how I played, the, I guess, the Death Guard. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Your, so the, Your Death Guard were like totally just like... Sit there, deal out pain or whatever. Yeah, comes at do you. a lot. Yeah, shoot from afar. Like I had a, you know, I played the the reaping, so I had a bunch of like heavy weapon squad guys, and uh, just fucking shoot. Augury shoot, scanners, more shoot everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Augury scanners. Nobody can, nobody can get near me, and I'm gonna shoot you from afar, and hopefully I'll destroy some shit. Yeah. So this was a little bit. This was a little bit different, and uh, and I love. I loved it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed playing the shit out of it. Really. Uh, yeah, just Darren didn't get their bump, but I still wanted to take them as like kind of like a protection for horse. And man, he needed it. Like <laughs> I played him really, really aggressively, like dropping in the middle of shit where he probably, you know, probably wasn't the most tactical thing, but he, he is such a beast. Like he takes, soaks up so much fire. Um, and, uh, they're only going to get better with those two wounds. But, uh, um, Speaking of which, with the uh, Melty Gun Squad, like the Armored Ceramite, I know we've had this conversation. The Armored Ceramite was was not like there wasn't a game that I played in where I didn't have a target. You know, like like some people like still like like uh like the first I guess the narrative. I can go into uh, the games I played. First game we played against was against uh, it was me and a guy named Matt Shinning, and he played uh, uh, Mechanica, and it was like. And it was like heavy, heavy, you know, like robots, like big. Oh, know. he's he's the one that played all the uh, the um, Castellex. He, he had some Castellex, and he had like you know he had Thalex, like all of his, he had just a bunch of multi wound, uh, you know, like not real low model count, but heavy hitters. Shitload of like uh, like I'm not a super like I don't I'm not know a lot about Mechanicum. He had a Thanatar. Uh, yeah, just just big robots and uh, a lot of a lot of toughness seven and toughness five around. Yeah, and we played against uh, two Imperial Fist guys, and uh, they, yeah, uh, like like our lists worked really well together because he was basically like I'm I'm on the field I'm tough like shooting shooting the shit out of them and then like I was like going in the back door you know like <laughs> like knocking out shit and it was actually one of the guys had Dorn and. Uh, and so Horus like kind of uh, ended up in combat with Dorn and like 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 got like two or three wounds on him like real quick and then it was just like kind of like a like a attrition like after that and they uh, they ended up conceding the battle to us uh, like it like there was one point where ju- where Horus dropped in with his five Justarian and he just wanted to get as close to Dorn as possible and uh, I probably didn't play like like I guess. Like if it was a tournament, I probably would have played more conservative, I guess. But like Horus has a no no scatter deep strike, so I mean, would you put him? I mean, would you put him like someplace where he could be safe or no? Like, you'd, you'd put him like in put, in the deep striking spots. Yeah, that, yeah. Like oh, Dorn's like right there. Okay, we're gonna put him right next to Dorn. And he's gonna go slay him. So so he did this and like he ended up getting like a like a, a full flamer squad, like a full ten man flamer squad dumped out of Rhino, and like and like shot him and his just Darren and did like forty two wounds or something. I don't know something something ridiculous. Like <laughs> like and uh, man, like I lost like. Two just Darren or, or how the hell three, did you survive two, that? Two or three, yeah, like like 
like Horace tanked a bunch or like I don't know it was it was it was pretty be- like uh, like he he survived quite a bit and then he charged Dorn and like started beating down Dorn and then uh basically the rest of our squads ended up ended up uh defeating most of their uh scoring units and then they just said well there's not really anything that they could do so they ended up con- con- conceding the turn and it was it was it was fun it was uh Jesse and Jeff they played two I think Jeff got he had like the he had a badass uh oh I'm sorry I didn't uh, uh, I think I said did I say fire raptor I meant to say lightning I think I took yeah, a lightning Yeah you said fire raptor Yeah I didn't take a fire raptor I took a lightning like that was like a like actually like a a last minute switch that I I painted at the last minute so I took a lightning and he had a he smart had, choice Yeah he had a dark uh he had a he had an imperial fist army that was like it was really dark though. Like it was like black. It was like uh, it had like like a lot more black, I guess, with some brown shaded highlights. He got best painted, I think, for he, loyalist. So like a, like a first company kind of thing. Like uh, it know. wasn't. It was. It was just more. It, it wasn't all black, but it was like uh, it was more black than than uh, than I'd seen on most Imperial fists. Uh, uh, I guess I guess armies. And uh, yeah, his army was real cool. He had a leviathan, and that leviathan took took the full like four you know four kraken missiles or because he had a leviathan that but he didn't have a, a drop pod, so he was like trudging along, and he like moved like six inches, and we're like okay we can leave that there, and then like after like the second turn or whatever it was like that thing's getting way too close. <laughs> what a what, what kind of leviathan was it? It was a close combat. Leviathan. Oh man, yeah, the close combat Leviathan is brutal. Yeah, it had like the sea drill or the claw or something. So I mean, we weren't really worried about it, but after a while, I was like, we gotta take that thing out because it's gonna be a pain in the dick. So I shot it with all my Kraken missile launchers, thinking my Kraken missiles, thinking it would uh, fucking take it out. No, no, that thing was un unfazed. <laughs> it just kept coming. Uh, you know, just with its, uh, I guess it's invulnerable saves. It, yeah, we had to fire everything we had into it to take it out. But yeah, it, it's, it's, those things are tough. So you, but it didn't get a chance to do anything? Uh, no, no, it didn't. That, see, we, that is the exact, like, the exact argument that I have with those close combat Leviathans. Yes, they're brutal. Yes, they're scary as fuck. But everybody knows they're scary as fuck. Yep, <laughs> like yep. if it, the, even if it draws fire, it still does some of its job. Yeah, no, I think uh, Matt had a had a lightning also. I think we both fired our shit into it, like the full <laughs> payload. Like there wasn't anything else. Independence Day style, you know, Fox Three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Fox Two. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, uh, yeah, that thing's shields were up. And uh, yeah, it just took it, and I think uh, we ended up taking it out with something, something else, some kind of uh, plasma guns or something else took it out. But yeah, that thing was a beast. And did, now, did it drop pot in, or was it? No, no. Like I said, it, it's that. That's why we let it go for a little bit because it was just, it was just on foot, you know, oh, just walking. What? Yeah, he he said he wanted to do it at a drop pot, but he didn't get the chance. So he didn't get it. He didn't get it in time, or didn't get it painted. Uh, but it, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful ass le- leviathan. But yeah, uh, we couldn't let it. We couldn't let it do its its uh, its damage. <laughs> we got plenty of time. So I mean, but those guys were great guys. I bought them all beers and stuff. Uh, you know, because they were super good sports for like. I think they rolled pretty shitty and uh, and uh, like uh, like my melted gun squad took out 
like their Sakaran battle tank like first turn. It did what my my list did what it was supposed to do, and by the end I was like I just want to get Horus up there with Dorn. You know, give me some Dorn love. And uh, although he didn't get a chance to kill him, it was I think it was inevitable. And basically they uh, they uh, you know opted to concede, which uh, turned out to be kind of like a weird uh, conspiracy. Well, not a conspiracy, but a a predicament for the TOs. And, uh, like, cause they were like, well, like they were looking at each other, like, can they do that? I mean, did they want to play it out? And, and, uh, you know, it didn't matter to us. I was like, I was like, it's up to you. You know, it's up to you guys. If y'all say we have to, we will. But basically they didn't see any scenario where they would come out on top. And I feel like Horace, like, I feel like Horace would like see that and be like, Hold fire and everybody'd stop shooting. Yeah. Like there's, there's no way out, Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on out. Just <laughs> I just, see like just kneel, ex- drop to a knee. I, I see like all ex- will be forgiven. Exactly the way you said it. There's no wink. scenario where you win, Dawn. <laughs> it's oh, fuck. Yeah. So yeah, Dawn wouldn't do it. Dawn. I don't know why we gave him that weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> Does more blood need to be shed? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what kind of accent is that? That's I don't know, fun. man. I don't. But we you caught right on with. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's there's that's, no th- way out. There's no way out, Dawn. <laughs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> Must these lives be given? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it'd probably something like that. But yeah, uh, so I think they ended up. I, I have no idea how they tallied it. But uh, I I, told, I asked them, I was like, hey, straight up, uh, you know, if y'all want us, if y'all say that we should continue, we'll continue. But I'm not, I don't take any pleasure. In it. <laughs> <laughs> don't make us continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, we're having a good time. It's the first game of the, it's the first game of Thursday. You know, we don't have to just be like, never, 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 <laughs> never again, Dorn, never. Fucking fit Cairo. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Finish him. Finish yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just see, yeah. Yeah, Finn Cairo just, like, putting his thumb just, like, down. Like, no, sorry. Play they knew what they got, we still got We still got 30 minutes left. Yeah, they they signed the waiver. They paid the money. Yeah, you go five rounds. No, uh, so it didn't, yeah, it didn't end up like that. But, I mean, we just, yeah, we just chilled and bullshitted, like, the rest of the time. It was actually kind of early. Uh, so that was the first round. Uh, second round, I played uh, in the the Valley of Kings. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, I was I was Horus. Like I guess we should go into that. Like I was Horus. I was the War Master of the narrative. Like that was kind of bestowed upon me as being the only the Sons of Horus player, as well as you know taking the War Master. It was like, well, he's the obvious choice, and this is my first real big tournament uh 40k or 30k you know the like like i haven't i'm not a real big uh event goer in the past and so this was all still kind of new to me but you know i kind of felt obligated i couldn't just like defer you know <laughs> for real man yeah. like it's it, it was kind of weird whenever they were announcing like warlords hmm all right you got horus so zach is is warlord for traders and you have Gilliman, so Zach Paget, you are. <laughs> yeah, Zach Paget. Yeah, yeah. So two two Zachs, but yeah, I mean, I guess it 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 fits in with the narrative. So I was like, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, was that a lot of was, weight? 
Was that a lot of weight on your shoulders? Like, uh, I yeah, it was immediately like like a burden. Like, for first of all, you're in there with a bunch of strangers. You know, like I mean, I mean, we everybody seemed real cool. Everybody was real cool the whole event. But you know, you still don't know like. Like, I don't know you from Adam. I don't know if you're a super hyper-competitive player, and if I put you on the wrong table, you're going to be like, that guy ruined my Adepticon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking Horus put me on the fucking shittiest table in the world. No. Like, so, yeah, I, you're Iron Warriors. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, this looks real shitty for you, so go ahead, uh, Perturbo. Perturbo. Uh, so, but, yeah, it was. It was super stressful. Like, right away, I was like, oh, and I didn't even, yeah, I didn't have a plan of attack. But luckily, the organizers were super chill. Uh, like, like every, like they actually kind of walked you through each table, telling you like a brief synopsis of the of the scenario, and kind of what army would be. Uh, I think we had a uh, Derek. Was uh, you know Derek? Yeah, kind of the beard. Uh, I don't, I don't know his last name, but kudos to you, Derek. You kind of like, uh talked us through like the scenario uh like real quick about what the scenario is like and what would probably work best and uh and uh you know listening to that our guys kind of said hey you know like would tell you say like hey my army's like this this is going to be uh no i'd probably be really good at this scenario um like my army is designed to be in close combat or i can cap objectives uh which is which is good there was a lot of armor like i wish we had probably more uh troop based infantry based army because a lot of that was uh necessary but uh yeah everybody kind of helped out it wasn't it wasn't all on my shoulders, basically. So uh, it, it worked out pretty good. Uh, I think I did well. I mean, uh, as well as I could do under the circumstances. And uh, traders ended up taking it uh, in the end. So, uh, yeah, kudos <laughs> like to if me. Like if we yeah. had to, you know, give an award out for best war master, yeah, yeah, if that, if, give it to if, the winning yeah, war master. Yeah, I, I don't think. know. If, if there would have been like a, a, you know, a ribbon, at least maybe like. That was a lot of stress to put on somebody for no reward. <laughs> just, just, just a two cents, you know. And then Josh gets best trader. Yeah, what, what a dick! <laughs> oh god, we had to listen to that guy. He's so, the guy behind the guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was it was really well put together. Uh, I had a, I had a good time. Even though I I had a I was lucky enough to have traders that were uh, they played really well on their first mission, and they were given the option to stay there for the second mission and I had like like I think three or four guys that were like hey I will stay on this table uh, which is 
which is super selfless, I guess, and awesome to do because, you know, you might want to play like a totally different scenario. And I had multiple guys, like there was a two-man team that played at a table and they uh, and they said, armies fucking mesh well together. Like we kicked ass. It was a completely crushing. I think they won that table like 16 to 1 or something ridiculous. Good Lord. And they just said, we want to stay right where we are. Like, like I think, I, like, I feel good. Like, it made me feel well, warm and fuzzy inside. Like, like I hooked these two, two dudes up and, like, I bet, I just, bet by the end of the day they're going to be holding hands. Yeah, they'll be holding hands <laughs> and, like, drinking mimosas, you know, in the mornings. <laughs> you know, feeling pretty good about themselves. And, sign, and, sign a paper. And I was like, I just, I just played a, I just played a, played a crucial role in that, you know, like, like I like I evaluated their you know twenty six categories of, or th- degrees of compatibility. <laughs> they'll be they'll be <laughs> texting each other before bed tonight. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> they'll 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 my face or FaceTime, uh, you know, at night. Oh, you're in room two or three. Oh no, well, let's not get into that. So yeah, no, it was it was real good. Uh, we had we had a lot of fun. Traders ended up taking it. Uh, my second game was on that Valley of Kings table that I believe Michael played on the first round. Yes. And uh, that was a three-on-three table, and um, basically they told us that this table is geared towards uh, you know Primark on Primark. We want to see the action. We want to see Primarchs like facing off with each other or or uh, going at it. Uh, so they basically said that the two warlords, the traitor and the loyalist, are going to be on this table for the second round. So uh, you know, having the inside scoop, I knew that. Michael and uh, Michael had his list, uh, you know, cleverly, you know, uh, deceptively named the Godslayer list. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I knew that his was uh, designed to kill Primarchs, but he went there in the first round. So I pretty much knew he wasn't going to be on their second round. But I knew that there was another Raven Guard player that had a similar list that was designed for the same thing. Uh, and that was Pete. Delaflora? Pete Del. Del- Del Floro. Del Floro. And uh, who's got a, a blog called uh, Pete, Pete Happens. And uh, it is a similar list that is designed basically to to uh, kill uh, independent characters, independent characters or, or crack their, and as well as take care of their vehicles that they're, that they're in. I knew, we all knew, we all saw everybody's lists, and he had like six uh, rapier grab cannons. Which were meant to strip out whole points on yeah, Spartans. Yeah, basically strips Spartans, uh, you know, with more Dathan and, and dudes like waiting in the wings with combi flamers and melters and shit like that to to uh, to kill retinues, kill uh, bodyguards, and then eventually take out the take out the the Primarchs or or their independent characters. So I knew that that was uh, that that was uh, that was going to happen. Uh, so I put. Uh, there was a guy that came up to me, Gabe, who played there the first round, and he played Mortarian, which lived through Michael's Godslayer list. I couldn't couldn't crack that Spartan dude. So I f- I knew that he would be uh he would be good uh to to keep there. He asked me if he could stay there, and so I said sure. You know you're you're you you obviously you know you you got a tough unit involved, so you you live so so we'll keep you there. And then uh, I ended up picking up uh, Ryan Kimmel. Who is a fucking badass guy? Awesome guy knows knows the game very well, and he has some pretty hard hitting units. And I really didn't know anything about him at the time, but I knew that he had some, like his list had some possible yeah. demon summoning involved, 
and he had a huge like he had a Spartan full of gall gall back <laughs> oh. and uh and uh and Zardu uh, and uh and uh, like a Primus Medicae I think and so he had some he had some some beef houses and and they were all like psyker multiple psychers which could summon demons and uh, so so I was like you know what you know I I want I wanted him with me too. And so I put him at the Godslayer. I mean, I'm sorry, the Valley of Kings table with me. And we played against. Uh, so it was Gabe, me, and Ryan against uh, Pete, and then Zach Paget, who played the Ultramarines, and then there was another player I can't remember his name who played Iron Hands. Uh, and uh, that game uh, went kind of crazy. Uh, they they went hard left flank. They put a bunch of guys over there, and then on the right they put. Uh, basically Gulaman and his Spartan and like very little else. And uh we opted to put the uh Gabe's Mortarian and his and his Destroud uh bodyguard in a Spartan and reserve so to negate uh Pete's you know Pete's ability to kill him. And uh and I you know of course Hor- uh, my army is completely drop pod so so I wasn't on there, so it kind of negated that. Uh, long story short, like Ryan rushed up with his Galvorbach and caused so much chaos uh, with him, and he <laughs> ended up he ended up like summoning some some like plague wasps or whatever those things are. Uh, plague drones. Plague drones. Yeah, like 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 I don't know, just out of the blue, and his his he got he rolled the right stuff for his sorcery, so he was able to get you know. Four plus invols, four up, fill no pains. Like it was ridiculous, and uh, you know I was able to, uh, like, Gillum and Spartan didn't have armored ceramite <laughs> again. So oh my god, yeah. So so my Meltagun squad busted up that thing and uh, and kind of just trapped Gillum in there in the corner, and uh, my plasma gun squad came on next and killed all of his Caesarian, and then uh, the Galvorbach just ended up taking him out. And this is another thing. Uh, basically, this this one at the end, like we kind of uh, controlled the beginning, uh, even though uh, Mortarian and his Destroud guys stayed in his Spartan in reserve the entire game. Like it only went, uh, I guess, three rounds because Mortarian never came in, uh, which was uh, I think it was eleven hundred and fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> Destroud, yeah, and yeah, Destroud and, and, and a prime fully kitted out Spartan too, like yeah, armored ceramite, like yeah. everything. So this just stayed in reserve, and uh, we ended up like like at the the last turn, like I bring in, uh, or I bring in Horus second turn, and I bring him in like at the far, like one of the only units that's in their strong flank, uh, just to, I guess, cut, disrupt, just show off, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know he he kicked ass with his uh with his bombard and destroyed a bunch of like two dreadnoughts and a and a and another uh, a land raider and uh, he did he he did he did what he was supposed to do and he took he took like sixty shots I don't know he took like a like a full squad of raven another squad of raven guard like uh man he is such a tank like he's the epitome of tank and he's with it, if he's got a bodyguard with him, he can take so many shots. So we ended up uh, we ended up winning that one. Uh, I think by like two victory points. I think just because like it was at that moment where they say like, so what would Horace do? You know, like would he? Uh, 
you know, would he just lay up and like, you know, capture the objective or would Matarian hide the entire game? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what would, what would they do? Yeah. They told me that like, uh, like, uh, like you got extra points for killing a Praetor and I had, like he was like within uh, probably like eight to 10 inches away and I hadn't moved, I think probably like 10 inches away and I hadn't moved, but I had to move through cover and like, I ended up failing the charge, but like a couple inches. And so Horace kind of left on, like out in the open and he took so many shots but they ended up bringing him down but we were way ahead and i think we ended up winning by like two points but it it was fun it was a it was a badass game i had fun with all of those guys like everybody was super super cool and chill and and uh ryan and pete knew the rules like like really well and they were like like i i hadn't even dabbled in psychers really <laughs> like i'm like uh i'm a i'm the ultimate blunt instrument as far as like my army goes like i don't I don't dabble in that shit, really. Uh, I want. I would like to know it, just to know if I'm ever, I don't know, getting fucked by a psyker. <laughs> but uh, you know, I just like, I just like, I just like to roll dice and, and uh, do combat or whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't like, need that. Like to see what's extra, coming. Extra, extra phase. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, did that. The the psychic phase does take some time too. Yeah, which is uh, which which can I guess be annoying to some, but but we had fun. And uh, the 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 tournament list was pretty similar. Like like I said, I just took what uh, I just made a list of what uh, what I was gonna take. So I didn't. I wasn't gonna make a completely different list. Not like fucking Josh taking two different, completely different armies for the tournament and the narrative, like the Iron Warriors and the and the uh, world eaters. And the world eaters. Like I took. Uh, like I basically took the same exact list except I. I took out Hor. I, there were no Primarchs allowed, so I took out Horus and his just Darren, and I added in a like a tact a ten man tactical squad and a drop pod, and uh, a Death Blossom Dreadnought in drop pod, which fucking murdered, and um, and uh, I added the Fire Raptor. So I had a so I had a Fire Raptor and a Lightning, and then I had uh, five drop pods. Uh, as opposed to my three in the first one. What was your MVP? That oh man, that Leviathan by far was the MVP. Why? Like I like my, my Fire Raptor actually did a lot of work just from sheer mat, weight of fire. But my my first game uh, in the narrative, I played against uh, Jason Basso. Uh, he's real active on the list. Let's I see him quite a bit. He played he played a mechanicum list, but that uh, like I played the the. Uh, I played, uh, you know, I was playing Orbital Strike, and he got the first turn. I was unable to seize the initiative, or oh yeah, you or, couldn't, you couldn't take Horus. Yeah, right. yeah, I didn't take Horus. Yeah, okay. So, so, so basically, he got the whole first turn to just run out there and cap objectives, which you know we were playing by totally, you know, Maelstrom, tournament rules. Maelstrom rules. Yeah. So he, so he basically had free reign of the board, able to go and like get whatever he wanted, and uh, but, and you, and everything was like scoring. So he ran up his Creos. Like he had a Creo squadron that ran up and like capped an objective, which was like stay in the you know be six inches from the middle of the table or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that gave me the opportunity, uh, like to uh, he had a two a two Creo squadron, so I put that uh, that Death Blossom right behind it. God, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. dude. Yeah, Death Blossom versus any squadron. Yeah, I so saw I had the Death Blossom drop pod with the uh, and, and the. Um, Amazingly, the uh, Volkite uh, calivers. Yeah, strength the, six. The, Still strength yeah, the, six. the titty calivers, like those things, like 
Like I've remembered them every time, and they like perform like, <laughs> like, like no doubt, because that's four shots. That's four strength six shots. So I mean, like they they still did work too. So yeah, they took out both of those Creos on their first turn. That's that, so sweet, yeah. man. Just it, like, for, those, for those of y'all that don't know, the Death Blossom Leviathan is twin Storm Cannon Leviathan. So twelve shot strength seven sunder AP four, but AP three. Oh yeah, AP three. Yeah, which is even which makes a big yeah, difference too. Yeah, yeah. So it's good against infantry also, but it's real. It really makes its points back whenever you drop it right behind a squadron of vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and you're fighting fucking Thalax. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you're fighting Thalax or there's a squadron of predators or Creos or what or whatever. Uh, so yeah, that it, it it does its work and it kicks ass and that and and it was a beast. It stayed in there, basically dropped within range of like a lot of his things and stayed in for three rounds of like shooting before it like went out and kept an objective. But uh, Jason Basso uh, out of Florida, really cool guy, uh, uh, great great opponent, real real fun to play. I think he ended up playing Josh in the in the next round. Uh, my second round. <laughs> Oh yeah, that game. Uh, basically, uh, I ended up destroying quite a bit with a uh, with uh, that Leviathan killed like probably a, like half of his of his army, and then my lightning killed a uh, came in and killed a land raider, which apparently only housed uh, Caleb Decima. Oh shit! Yeah, I guess like. Uh, yeah, I think it was Killer Death. Like, like it was like I thought it was gonna be like a full retinue of something or whatever, and it was just Caleb Decima and a Land Raider. Caleb Decima seems like the type of asshole that would be in his own Land Raider. <laughs> like what? he seems like he would have his own personal Land Raider, what? and like he would like modify the seats to only have like one big seat in there. <laughs> oh. Just like for, like first class, like, like right in the middle, like one of those like. One of those, like, like really like nice all, movie theater, like, reclining seats. Like, all pillows. Like, so many pillows and <laughs> duvet I, covers. And Is there any way that I could get a ride to battle? No. <laughs> no room. Yeah, yeah, that, that that game was actually kind of kind of crazy because uh, he, like I said, he jumped out to an early lead, like, like got, like, all of his objective cards, like, all three of them on the first turn just because I wasn't even there. Yeah. And uh, so I had to play catch-up, and I was hoping I could wipe him. But he had like a squad of like uh, Thalax or something that was that was on the far end of the table. They're hard to and, catch. And he uh, and he jumps into a building yep. at the end. So I'm like, so I turn everything and like I have my whole army like pointed at at this building, and part of us tried to shoot him, and then uh, eventually I just tried to shoot the guys inside, and uh, I draw two objective cards that say like, like I need to capture this objective like right next to that building, and he's got it capped. So I ended up like the last turn, and he was real cool about it because like like he didn't have many moves. He was just holding up, basically trying to not get wiped, not get wiped. Yeah. And so uh, he, so he was real cool about like I guess like speeding up the turn, turn. So I like basically fire everything I had, and I like knock kill enough of his guys to where he's not on like, the objective. I'm, yeah, not on the objective, and uh, that basically like pushed me into the the. Uh, like the crushing victory for him, for me. Uh, so that that was cool. My next game was against Tim Royers out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Did you have you did you see his army? He made that badass like 
display board, which was like the walls of Terra. Yeah, it was, it was like demons. Huge. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was real tall, like three levels, I think. And it's got a bunch of like, uh, like demons, like like eating the fuck like, out, like, yeah, like, like getting into the wall. Marines and, and yeah, yeah, no, like he played Imperial Fist, and he had a he had a really well balanced army with a Typhon and like two squads of five man Terminators and like a like a, a Contemptor. And shit. And this one, uh, I put, I put my Leviathan Dreadnought like, like he had a an Augury scanner. He had a melted gun squad with Augury scanner, and uh, and I just tested it and put my Leviathan right next to him. And yeah, it's still, it's still <laughs> it still, didn't give a shit. Yeah, it didn't give. He had to kill the dro- kill the drop pod first. Yeah, this was a really weird game because I didn't like how it went out just because I got those Maelstrom cards and. Uh, and uh, I had to capture an objective, and I had to basically... My army was built to kill, you know, to deep strike and kick ass, but I had to... Uh, play the mission. Yeah, I had to play the, I had to play the objective, so I ended how, up... How do you like, feel about those Maelstrom cards? Like, the like, you fan? Like, I, like I, I know that they serve a purpose, like, uh, but it's really hard coming from a narrative back, back, you know, back, uh, background to uh, just... Like forego what you would do, forego like throw your whole battle plan out the window, and yeah. say, "I'm gonna put these plasma gun squad guys furthest away from the from the enemy because it's worth two points or whatever." And I I did not enjoy that aspect of it at all. But I mean, I get it, I get it, I get the the need, I get the, uh, you know, you got to make it kind of random, I guess, a little bit. Otherwise, you know, you would make a list specifically for one purpose and not something more versatile yeah i know i i I mean honestly in my last game i was uh playing world eaters and i felt like such an asshole like for playing the mission instead of playing the game yep and it was just these two back objectives and i would just like step between the two objectives like i lightninged some uh some red butchers way early on are lightning or Spartan. So they had like trudge to me. So like, I was just basically just way more maneuverable. You know, I was Raven guard had fleet, you know, it, you know, it, I don't know those, those maelstrom cards. I'm just not, not a fan. Just, just because it doesn't feel like you're playing the game. It feels yeah. like you're playing the maelstrom cards and I don't know, kind of a little spiel there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to mix the, the two, uh, you know, the to get a good balance between the narrative and the and 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 something that's just a generic mission that you roll up or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like you, you can't make every you can't make every game, you know, have a backstory or have a a, a point or a meaning or whatever. And I I get it. It just felt weird to me, and I didn't I didn't I I didn't like it, but I still had fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we still had a good time. He ended up taking that uh minor victory from me just because. Uh, my Kraken Kraken penetrators didn't kill, like put five hull points on his on his Typhon, but didn't take it out. And then his Terminators kind of cleaned up. Uh, but that was a fun game. Tim was a great opponent. Uh, gave me like he he kind of went out all on his fluff, printed out like cool uh, you know uh, battle uh, his lists and stuff like that, and gave me some objective markers and stuff. He was he was a cool guy at Omaha. I put him in touch with Sean. I think I told him to get in touch with Sean. Uh, with the uh, season the initiative since he's over there and I figured like Omaha can't be 
you know, super huge 30k market in the heartland. But you know, you never know. Yeah. And uh, last one I played was Brian Reed. He had an Ultramarine army that won best painted, I think. Uh, best painted loyalist. He had a super clean, like all of his lines were like crisp. S- yeah, super crisp lines. You know, uh, you know rivets and stuff like that painted. Uh, unfortunately for him, like like that was another one. Like I like I felt like I just got the drop on him. He didn't have an armored ceramide on anything. It looked like he kind of uh, like I guess like you know like sometimes it's like. You know, I could put, I could upgrade something, or I could add more models, or whatever. Like he had, yeah. a, he had a huge, like a huge, like a so many, so much armor, so much power armor, and so many, uh, you know, so much stuff on there. And he had like two Sakarans and a, a Spartan, and uh, like a couple of, yeah, a couple of javelins, like a bunch of dudes. And uh, but like my Meltagun squad was able to come in and like take out his, take out a Spartan like first turn, and then. Like uh, like the uh, the Death Blossom took out the Sakaran and like uh, like it just uh, like I just kind of whittled him down, even though he had like a ton of dudes, and like that was another one. Like I had to like I had to like leave out of the Dreadnought Drop Pod to go claim some. I don't know. That, silly yeah, that objective. many playing against that many bodies that can go cap objectives and go take care of things that that's that's got to be yeah yeah because i was real I, I mean i didn't have a whole lot of models yeah no I know. you know i had like you know 20 maybe 20 dudes amongst like three squads or like not a whole lot of not a whole lot of guys uh compared to some of these other lists and uh but you know and my 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 point was always to just get in their face right away but we had a great time, man. Uh, it was for 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 like our first event. Like I I ended up winning against uh, that was Brian Reed who had those Ultramarines. I ended up winning against him. I think like a a minor victory. I think I won by four four victory points. Uh, but so my my whole like as a whole, I guess uh, you know win like just basic wins to victory win, victories and losses or whatever. I I won a lot more than I lost and. Uh, I like zone mortalis was you know just kind of all over the place or whatever because it was more for the uh, it was more narrative based zone mortalis is all about just working towards your side as opposed to just individual wins yeah so. no I hear you I I kind of regret not playing that zone mortalis I mean but they were they they were really cool missions that they put together you know it wasn't just you know, you're in this random map or whatever. And they did, like, I had a lot of fun. I played against, I played against Matt Shinning on the, like, the alternate board where you had to have, like, drop pod guys or, I mean, a drop, a jump pad, jump right. pad guys. Yeah. And he had, like, his army was, like, three Thalax with jump packs, two Castellax, and an Archmagos or whatever. God. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> and like I just kept throwing I just kept so throwing maneuverable. guys at him <laughs> I kept throwing just like I had like a reavers like I had like a seven man reaver squad with jump packs and uh, like a tactical squad and like a, a delegatus and uh, I just kept throwing guys at him and we actually tied it was weird because I, I I feel really intimidated by those multi wound models I guess like fuck like I just feel like it's like it's upward upward battle like you're not doing shit against those guys like i hate fucking shooting a ton 
and like not doing anything. Yeah, dude, I hate when they put the dice down for the wounds. Yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, okay. There's a wound. He just took a wound. And they say it's so cocky. Oh, yeah. I guess that's a wound. Oh well, oh. that's one on him. Yeah, okay. Uh, is that all you got? He'll still be doing his he, acting normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's hurt. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> even though he's like, even though you did, you know, two thirds of his wounds, like he's still acting at full strength. So, yeah. <laughs> He's perfectly fine. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Feel the power of this fully functional, you know, Death Star. What human could you uh, kill one third of and they'd be fine? But, you know, <laughs> whatever. I guess this what makes it different than, than robots. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Johnny Five. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, other than that, that was, uh, that was like, the whole experience was uh, badass, surreal. I didn't have any complaints all of my you know critiques about players were all super positive like everybody was great i had a fucking badass time yeah and i, and I was drinking the whole time too so i mean i hope to i hope that everybody else that that played me like i didn't think that there were any rules you know disputes <laughs> you, you just make sure there's no like some like people that are grudging Hoping that next year they're going to play. He's like that fucking Zach guy from Texas. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show that Death Blossom. Oh, you think it's so cool taking your, taking your twin storm cannon Leviathan? Yeah, dude. Everybody that I played was a good time. So I'm glad that you had three straight great games. It sounds like. Yeah. And then Zone Mortalis, you had even more great games. Yep, it was a it was a, it was a really good time. I'm glad I'm glad I took that last night off though. Like that was like that was kind of more fun. We got to do that Isfahan five table. We got to unveil Janice. Uh, we got to uh, you know just enjoy Adepticon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like look around and 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 party as opposed to just uh, to just being on a schedule the whole time. Yeah, no, I totally, I definitely needed to sleep in. Like that was because we were going yeah. to bed late, waking up early. I was like, dude, I just need a day to sleep in, and I really want to see what all Adepticon has to offer. So taking that last night off was like a really yeah. good I, idea. I would like rallied like a champ. Like I thought I would be like feeling bad, like headache or something like that. Like Josh was all fucked up that like Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Josh got blasted over at Glowhammer or whatever he did. Whiskey Hammer, right? Was it Whiskey Hammer or the uh, Glow Hammer second I thought, night? Uh, I don't know. Whatever the whatever power was, played games. Whatever it was, in the, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of. It looked like a like a like a, uh, I don't know, like a Mexican barbecue party or whatever. <laughs> like I don't know. Like there was lights all over the place, and it was like a it was like huge cityscape board. Night, with, everything night. Yeah, it was all night night battle, and uh, like I could not see how those guys were functioning right there because there was like so many. Dice. So many big, so many dice being rolled, and people couldn't see shit. And and Josh was wasted off fireball. And he's had Janice in there just slinging. Yeah. I, I've always like you know thinking about it. You know, if I were to take any sort of like warlord or anything to that event, I would have massive cool. as like brightest shit flashlights yeah. on it. Like just like what I would imagine a warlord spotlight. If a warlord even needs a spotlight, I don't know. Maybe just use all of its sensors and shit. But I just imagine like these massive, just almost day feeling lights coming from the warlord, 
just stuck on you. Like you feel the heat radiating. Like what the fuck am I looking at? And then, oh, it's a warlord. Fuck. And then you're dead because, you know, <laughs> if really if a warlord's facing you, there's no reason. To yeah. Like, where, where, are you gonna run? Are you gonna Are you gonna try to run? Are you gonna try and take cover? No, you're just dead. No, yeah, you're 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 obliterated. You're melted. <laughs> you're you're incinerated. Probably the easiest way to die in the forty first. Yeah, that was one of the weird things. Like we left, we, we went and talked to Josh at the beginning. Like he had just put, I think, Janice down to like to do some battle there, and like, and then we went. And that's when we walked around. And we found the Artemis. That's when we played Artemis. Yeah, we were stealing yeah. all the uh, Tootsie Roll pops from that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found those. T- yeah, I, I took yeah. one. And you're like, where'd you get that? And then you're like, there's a whole table full of Tootsie Roll Pops. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah that, and that. then, and but when it came back from Artemis and we had just like enjoyed all the splendor that involved was involved, uh, we found Josh and he was like next level. Toasty. Like, yeah. He was, he was beyond gone. And he was like, I think he like played with some like guy's man boobs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he yeah, slapped and, him around. Oh That's man. Right. The look on that guy's face was like utter. <laughs> like, and, and as a brother, you were like, Hey, hey we got to like, get you hey, out of here. Hey, yeah. Uh, I told the guy, I was like, Hey, don't, don't mind him. That's the thing. He's got a, he's got a, a complex. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to knock him around this way. Yeah. When, when you mix, when you mix alcohol and Warhammer, like he gets a little frisky and, uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's his two favorite things. It's his two favorite things. We're sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we had to get him out of there. Yeah, and yeah, he was blasted. So, but yeah. yeah, Like, I I really think that there's probably a bunch that we missed as far as Adepticon. Like, as far as, like, like, like we, we, we stumbled on Artemis. Like, but I think that there was like probably so much more in those uh, rooms. Like, yeah, in like so many rooms that we didn't explore. Do you remember when we were looking for Samson? And uh, and Birch, uh, with Scattershot, we were looking for them, and we went downstairs to the paint area. Yeah, where they, like for, for those like of y'all seminars. who don't know about Adepticon, they have a an area where you can paint your miniatures like last minute. Like if you're like didn't if you showed up, your shit wasn't painted. So just a little pro tip for y'all: if y'all go to Adepticon next year and you need like last minute painting, you just bring your paint with you. Yeah. And you paint there. Yep. But anyway, we, I thought that was I thought that was completely like I was like looking at those guys and be like, come on, man, you guys didn't like you guys didn't put the work in. But but after after seeing Chris, who like completely like 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 completely misjudged and, and and forgot his his whole uh, vindicator uh, Sakar and Ven- Venator, yeah, Venator. Like I was like. Well, I guess, like, I guess that's shit good. happens. Dude. Yeah, something happens. Like shit. So, I mean, they had a bit bizarre. Maybe you pick some up, and you just wanted to paint it real quick. And that's I right. guess, like, to me, I was like, oh man, you guys are stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to go to, I want to, I want to go to Chicago. Go to, go to uh, Adepticon, and like paint. For, Sweat like, bullets. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. So remember, we were like down there, and there was like those four rooms that yep. we like went into, like Scooby Doo style, like popped our head in, and okay, Rocky. It's like, what? What's going on here? It's like, oh, this is a paint seminar. Oh, what's going on here? Paint seminar. Oh, what's going on here? Another paint seminar. It's like, what the fuck, dude? And like that one, that one paint seminar. There was like nine or ten airbrush stations set up that you just like. Yeah. I was like, man, I kind of regret not taking any of these painting classes. Uh, that's kind of the thing that I regret afterward, but when you're there, 
Yeah. And uh, you know, you're you're about like eight bottles of black velvet in. You're probably like <laughs> You know what? Uh yeah, I don't I, I don't should think not, I have the attention. <laughs> I should the, not airbrush an army while I'm this toasty. Yeah, I don't know. Would they feel bad? Do you think their structure would feel bad? Like and paint your shit for it? Maybe. Oh, uh, maybe that's another. Yeah, like, yeah. Like we could try next. Does year. this look good? I don't think I'm getting it. I don't think I'm getting it. Can you just do it for me? I don't. I don't think you're all that you're cracked up to be. When I write my Facebook review, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, just give it to me. So you're like, yeah, that's a like easy way to get your army propane for yeah, yeah. not a whole the cost of a course. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, like, what was my OSL? Like, what? <laughs> like that was some bullshit. So for those of y'all uh, who haven't heard through the grapevine and like have never heard of us before, so you've heard of us. Yeah. If you go check our YouTube right now, Warhammer30k.com, uh, you'll see a It's kind of a big deal. It's called Janus Unveiling or Janus Makeover. Uh, so basically while we were at Adepticon, uh, David Sampson with Scattershot Painting uh, told us that we could come up to his room and he was like airbrushing OSL. So he was like offering us free OSL. And what is OSL, Michael? Uh, ob- object source lighting. I know. I know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just so, uh, so your initialisms. So he had uh, OSL. Basically, we, we had a, a buddy Barth that came up from Dallas and. Came to Adepticon just like just to hang out, man. Yeah, he really didn't have an agenda. I don't think like he wasn't playing in any games or scheduled to play in any games or whatever, and and uh, just wanted to, I guess, meet, put names to faces, and hang out. So damn charismatic. So he just he made his way through. Yeah, but so, he he got the full. He got a good Adepticon experience, though. Better better than like <laughs> some people like that paid like yeah. to get in all the tracks. Like he just like showed up. Just badass time. So anyway, uh, David Sampson was giving him a uh, like a, a personal tutorial on OSL. So he's like, "Hey, you want to learn OSL? Come up to my room. Uh, let me find some shit for to put OSL on. Let me tell the Forgotten Legion guys, and we'll get some of their shit painted better, or you know, and we'll put OSL on it." So we go up to David Sampson's room so that you can drop off some of your shit. Yeah, to get I, wanted, I wanted to get my planes. Like I wanted to get like the lights and lasers and shit done on my uh, the lightning of my fire raptor. Yeah, it just so happens that we're wagoning around yeah, the yeah. warlord. Like everything's in the wagon. The booze is in the wagon, along with uh, with Josh's uh, warlord that he just got. He he was just in that in that battle or yeah. whatever. So we were wagging this thing around, and uh, and we take that up to the room just because you know we didn't want to drop it off. We got the wagon, and uh, they're like, "Hey, let's touch up that. Well, yeah, we could OSL up on that warlord." And then uh, that's how it started. They they yeah, OSL'd. that's how it started, and that's pretty much how it finished. Like like they never got past the warlord to to my to my goods. Like they they went they ran with it. They took the ball, and they ran with it. They're like, you know what, if we're going to paint the fucking... If we're going to spend this time to paint the void shield generators, yeah. we may as well paint the whole model. Yeah, you can't You can't <laughs> just have like, like, oh, yeah, who did these? Oh, like, yeah. It, it's like putting, you know, putting like spinny rims on the, uh, on, on the fucking, you know. You, you can't polish a turd. They had to do the whole thing. Yeah, so if y'all go to our 
to our YouTube, you will see the YouTube video before and after of what Janice the Warlord looked like before uh, Chris Birch and Dave Sampson and Barth got a hold of it. Yep. So there was there was a a pretty they had they knew they they only had nine hours to do it because Josh was going to be in an event and actually they were so close to that time frame that you can actually see in the video right when Josh gets the warlord unveiled uh, the guy running the event hands Josh the paper to deploy yeah like, like get 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 your shit on there we know you're trying to like you know be real cool some social media unveiling or whatever but. We got to get going. I got a fucking event to run. We're on on the clock here. (laughs) So, but dude, they did an awesome job. Uh, Just go check that out. I'm sure you'll love the way the Warlord looks. Uh, Shout out to those guys, though. Shout out to Scattershot Painting, man. They they definitely Mm -hmm. took the ball and fucking ran with it, man. Super, super cool guys. They were giving out prizes the entire Adepticon. Yeah, it's a real selfless thing to do to, like, be up in in your room, you know, like, busting ass in your room like during you know during an event that you you know i'm sure that they wanted to go do but it was totally totally uh totally worth it for us like we're like we're real super stoked that those guys would uh do something for that for josh and uh but you know they had that whole 10th floor smelling like uh smelling like army painter anti-shine yeah those guys (laughs) were like it was like Fear and loathing in Las Vegas in there. By the time we <laughs> we got there the next morning, like, Barth was like, "I don't know if it's the fumes or yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it looks pretty good." Sorry, sorry about the those brain growths. cells. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, <Asians. laughs> sorry about that. Uh, possible possible growth you got in your your brain there, but you know, it's all part of. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. the risks. Yeah, it's Warhammer. Yeah, you, you, it's occupational hazard. You know, you knew what you, what you were getting into. So yeah, man. So that's pretty much Depticon, I guess. Would you have any advice? Like, this is your first like tournament, right? Uh, yeah. This is uh my first uh, like really event where it's like organized, I guess, by somebody else uh, other than stuff that we've done. But uh, as far as the thirty k track, like I don't really think that you can go wrong with with anything. Like uh, I mean, do you mean advice as far as? as like what how to like some pro tips like pro tips going in like what did you like what did you learn like how did you know what would you do different next year uh shit man uh like 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 me i i I would like to go i would like to do like some of the stuff that that like like tim royer did like i want to like i want to plant like i i put so much more into my army building that i wanted to paint it I, i wanted it functional like now I want it. I want to give myself more time, I guess, to build on the fluff aspect of it. You know, like I felt like, like I could have made, uh, like, had a way to present my list to my player or to to my opponent, or build a better display board. Like my display board was pretty, it was kind of thrown together. It was out of a like a toboggan, like a like a like a sled, like a snow snow sled. <laughs> <laughs> Which which it was cool. A lot of people commented. It looked good. On, it looked like a giant crater. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's what I figured. That's what I wanted. So I built this like display board, which was uh, made out of a, like a like a circular sled uh, that was uh, like it had some foam put down on it, and it was uh, you know sanded and painted, 
uh, you know, to look like a crater, like everything was deep striking in, which was, which, uh, which it got some, got some good, good reviews, I guess. But I mean, it was, it was kind of thrown together. Like I could have put some more time into it, but seeing, seeing some of the stuff that other people did, like a lot of people put a lot of work into their display boards and, uh, that really makes it, makes it stand out. Like, uh, as opposed to just, you know, your army on, a surface, you know, a flat yep. surface. Yep. So, so like, uh, you know, although I, I feel like I did get my army tabletop ready, uh, as much as I could, like I, I, I could probably do like some more detailing work to it, but I think I like, uh, like my, my goal was really unrealistic, like getting my army together in the time that I gave myself. So I should have, uh, you know, like hopefully next time I'll be able to put all those other little little tidbits in there to make it make it my own and make it stand out more. But but I mean I got I got uh, other than that I got I got no real uh like I'm not I'm not I'm not down on myself. Like I think I did I did I did well as far as uh present presentation and making myself Hell yeah, dude! You get the the painter nerd award. That was a that was a huge deal for me. Like uh like in the tournament, basically Mark Rayleigh and uh, and uh, the the tos they went around and they gave out these little stickers that said paint nerd for people that I um, well they told me I don't know what it I don't know what it really means. Maybe it's just like a feel good thing or whatever. But they said it made it past the first round of judging into I guess the second round. I guess they. Because they were grading them while you were playing, right. pretty much. So I guess it's like maybe these guys get a second look, and receiving that was like I was fully torqued. Like my, I couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't get more wrecked because, like I'm totally new, uh, you know, to that aspect. And I, you know, I've been all the stuff I've been doing has been pure, pure trial and error, pure experimentation. You know, kind of looking at stuff on the internet or looking at, you know videos or something like that but uh getting recognized and mark rather could say like i could see the progression in what you've been doing like i can actually like he's like he told me that he could see like models of when i first started uh and and saw my progression of like getting used to i guess an airbrush and stuff and so uh and and saying that my stuff had improved and being that i've done it you know i know that i've only done it over like a short period of time it like was super encouraging and now I just wanted to like like I'd never ha- I would never have anybody else like like paint my like line troops maybe if I had some I might get some help with a super detailed model or something like that but I I'm like emboldened I'm fucking yeah I could take on the fucking world I'll paint my own shit and it'll be <laughs> badass and I'm a paint nerd yeah so I mean just the just the smallest thing is like a sticker just makes people feel good like I feel fucking super sexy you know when to go home and just ram my old lady <laughs> not, not everybody got one dude so hell yeah 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 so yeah that was that was a big deal so thanks guys so appreciate that sorry I don't think I interrupted you no that, that was like that's exactly what I what man that's the kind of conversation you want to have about Adepticon is you know what what kind of experience you had and obviously you had a great time Obviously, your recommendation would be to go fully painted, you know. Oh, for sure. Fucking be a closer, as the I horse puts it. Yeah, all the like I didn't I didn't see anybody that had any 
any issues with their painting or whatever like as far as uh there were, like i didn't there were no un, unpainted models i think i may have saw a rhino or so yeah <laughs> at least one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah next year man display board going full torque so that, was that your thing was that was that your thing uh yeah what, my, what my, you would i would i would definitely go better display board more time on the display board and a nice color pop in army. I think I think I'd like to give some gifts to to my opponents, like like <laughs> the like something like that. Like I mean, simple something simple, not not real big or whatever, but just to uh, just in the spirit of like of like giving, you know. <laughs> Plus, we have so much stuff. Like I gave we I gave a bunch of those uh, those stuff those extras we had from from Stiff too. I think not a bunch, but probably oh, gave yeah. away like like four or five or whatever just to just to cool guys opponents uh like some there's so many cool guys at adepticon that like i really wanted to give like the farm away to be honest with you mm-hmm. like if they would ask me it's like hey man that was a nice raven guard can i take one of these lightnings i'm like yeah dude go ahead take one of these lightnings <laughs> all yours everybody there was so cool man it's such a good experience yeah like, I, I have no complaints i think we made our impression felt too what do you, what do you think yeah, man, we made so many friends up there. Like, I, I no, no, that's not that's not what I mean. I mean, like, I think we, uh, like, like we represented like Texas and stuff like that, like pretty well. Like, yeah, th- there wasn't really a um, uh, a scoring. Like, there wasn't a uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, there there wasn't like a chart that they like put your name up and like showed you where you were at. Yeah, who? But yeah. I feel like we'd be pretty good in the scoring like i like i think i think we would have been all right like were, were we a little bit i mean i know josh like there was a point where he got like real uh flamboyant i guess is that is that a word is that is that the right word yeah like, sure <laughs> like i know he was like taking shots at one table and like like i went over and there were multiple there was multiple bottles i think like there was a bottle of jameson and a bottle of fireball he was making all of his opponents take shots with him which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's free liquor for yeah. your your Warhammer game. Yeah, that's that's bribing. I think he bribed. I think that's how he got one of his medals. <laughs> Just like we gave out the most booze medal. <laughs> no, but great time, great time, all around. Man, I don't know what time we're at right now on this uh, this podcast. I can't really see it. Tell me in bars, but I'm pretty sure we're like if we're not plus at the two-hour mark we're up there mm-hmm. so that's all i have for adepticon really uh do you have any shout outs you want to give or anything that you want to say before we close this up oh okay. uh no i think uh we just uh well i guess while we're we're talking about shout outs and stuff uh if y'all haven't seen uh freddie the swede uh, with the Eye of Horus, uh, th- those guys mentioned him a lot. Uh, his He's raising money for muscular dystrophy. And if for every $35 you donate in his, his name, or I guess his son's name, uh, then it is an entry for a Warlord Titan uh, through Scattershot Painting. They're, gonna, uh, they're offering up a pro-painted Warlord Titan and it's a $35 entry fee. Uh, so just a heads up right now, uh, it's for a great cause. Uh, to it, It's not 
for his son. It's for the advancement of the, uh, the, I guess, what, what would you like to find the, not, not the, really. Uh, not the awareness, but the, uh, I don't know how to put it like, uh, not to find the cure, but like the, the research, the research. Yeah. You're, you're funding the research for it. So, but, uh, definitely something to look into if you've been like in the market for a warlord Titan, you may just, you know, try and win one instead. And then <laughs> at the same time, yeah. you know, for I don't know. <laughs> If if you if you don't think that that's something that you might be interested in, like if you have no need for a warlord titan, then then you're an idiot. Because <laughs> everybody needs a warlord titan. <laughs> that's how you win. That's how you yeah. finish. <laughs> that's how you finish Warhammer. <laughs> so so yeah, I want to give a shout out to that. I think it's a great cause, and you know it's Warhammer included. Uh, I, I well, we have a link posted up on our South Texas page. Tim with the Eye Horse podcast shared it uh but definitely give that a check out uh also give the guys at i of horus a listen if you are like if you i don't know i don't know how you, if you would have heard our podcast and not their podcast but if you don't know about them give them a listen you can actually hear my recap of adepticon and also ryan kimmel that sweet dude that we keep talking about that badass guy you can hear his recap of adepticon i think that's episode 56 and uh also Want to give a shout out to the Wolfkin podcast, <laughs> Rob Porter. Yeah, Rob Porter's up in the Pacific Northwest over in uh, Washington, and uh, he's down here in Texas uh, for work, I guess, a couple months. So he's going to be, uh, you know, he, he, I played, I got a game with him uh, pretty recently over at my house, and uh, he's brought his salamanders down. I know it wasn't uh, like his full contingent of. Of badassness, but you know, uh, it was still good that he was able to bring his stuff. And he actually had a cool uh, uh, live feed video, I guess, on uh, traveling with miniatures that was actually super informative about what what's that thing called where where you MSDS you put, sheets. MSDS sheet uh, where he like listed all of his paints and his, like uh, the like, chemicals like the, the like it break, basically point. breaks down the the. The the the, con, the the chemicals that are involved in the paint to where basically they you know t- TSA looks like opens your bag and sees this shit and like knows exactly what's in it and expedites the process so you don't get like you know the long rubber glove uh, full body cavity search uh, you know treatment so it was uh, yeah it was actually it was actually kind of cool if you're ever doing any kind of uh, airplane trip uh, uh, with that stuff. He's probably the guy to talk to. That's Rob Porter with the Wolfkin Pop podcast. They do 40k, and uh, he's uh, definitely uh, getting into 30k. Doing uh, he started a campaign over there in that area uh, for uh, for 30k. So uh, yeah, check those guys out. Uh, they are on uh, Stitcher for sure, and. Uh, I'm not sure what other venues uh, that they're on or or how you can reach them. I know I found them on Stitcher, but that's the Wolfkin. You can find them on Facebook, the Wolfkin Podcast, W O L F K I N. <laughs> not a furry podcast like I Force it, or they thought. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the I'm sure you'll find something of the like, but don't misspell Wolfkin. Uh, last but not least, we got the. CZ Initiative podcast with Sean and Blaine. Uh, they are a podcast pretty much dedicated to tactics from, from what I, from what I've heard. Uh, super awesome guys. Uh, Sean actually came down to stiff two. We got to hang out with him 
And I also have an Adepticon recap with them that should be going up uh, sometime later next week. Uh, so, you know, they're awesome to listen to, awesome to 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 hang out with. You know, just talking with them all over Skype, man. Such a good, such a fun time hanging out with Sean at Stiff Two. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, super cool guy. He was on the uh, one of our uh, live feed tables, the airfield table during round one. So you could see him playing against the uh, legionnaire Ryan Bridges uh, with his Raven Guard. So yeah, cool guy. Uh, definitely check out Seize the Initiative. Those guys, I, like I can't, like I I have to just type them into Google. I don't know what what kind of uh, formats their stuffs on. Do you know? I'm Is not it on sure. iTunes. I, I do the same thing. I type them into Google. Seize the Initiative. Okay. I, I believe they're also on iTunes though. Okay. But yeah, that's that is how I listen to them. Okay, if uh, if if y'all don't know all of our stuff, like, like what's the list? Let's run the gamut of all the Forgotten Legion stuff. Uh, we got Radio Free Esteban, which you'll see right now. You have Warhammer30k.com, which is our YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel, you'll find our webcasts. Uh, we have some battle reports on there, and eventually we'll get some uh, some other content up. I don't know if you want to. Now, uh, no, we'll just wait till we get some some content out. And we'll be able to get that. Like we're we're throwing out so much so much shit, <laughs> and uh, I mean it, it's good. It's good. Like we're just we want to make sure that we put out, uh, you know, quality stuff for you guys. Like we had some we had some technical difficulties during our last webcast, but but uh, we're uh, we're trying to put it all together and trying to get uh, good quality stuff out. Also, uh, if you want, if you have a lists that you'd like us to discuss or questions that uh, we'd also like to discuss on the webcast if you're not able to uh, follow us during the live chat during our webcast uh, how can uh, how can they email us or call us uh, they can send a, an email to the forgotten legion 30k at gmail.com or they can call us at 8142tfl30k okay uh, yeah that's good yeah leave us a message uh, it's not going to be answered by one of us because we're super busy like all the time but just leave us a message and uh, we will get with you that's also uh, that's also a way to reach with us if you need to uh, get in touch with us for any other uh, instance or uh, email us those, those lists and we'll uh, we'll be happy to whack you off I mean <laughs> well, well we'll discuss your list uh, perhaps but uh, yeah catch us on Wednesday nights at 8pm 8 ish, 8 to 8.30, 8 to 8.45. I don't want to be specific because... <laughs> yeah, it, it'll, it'll be around 8. It varies. We're uh, never on time, but always on point. We always usually have a discussion. Like, as soon as we all show up in the same live stream, it always ends up with us, like, talking about, like, Alec Baldwin or <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, yeah, some of those. Uh, Vin Diesel, I think. <laughs> Yeah, we we we're very uh, opinionated. We get in, in crazy discussions, and go off on tangents, but it's usually entertaining. So, uh, yeah, uh, hit us up on any of those venues if y'all have a way to paint nipples. Uh, please, please, you contact me directly. You can contact me at Zach De La Rosa at Facebook because uh, I need to figure this out because uh, my nipples are looking looking like like roast beef like like beat up piece of meat. I don't know. Like it's been churned through. Like like we're talking like like you've been breastfeeding for like 
12 hours straight nipples like they're gnarly <laughs> just or, colorless and sad oh man that's like that reminds me of the worst nipples i've ever seen and that's like oh man i'm sorry my, my wife's never gonna listen to this but have you ever seen like breast pumps <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen a breast pump like well, have you ever seen a, a woman's nipple after using a breast pump no it's the most horrid thing you've ever seen like it looks like it's colorless like, and like, sad yeah, yeah like like if you took like all the uh like all the bubble, uh, du- was it bubble yum? Was <laughs> did hubba bubba, <laughs> like like gum and like chewed it all up, like all of it, like every piece. <laughs> just like just a, a whole like thing of big league. Yeah, yeah, like big league chew. You took like, all of the yeah, big league. Yeah, and then just like just chewed it up as much as possible, and like like and then just like stuck it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, it looks all beat up. Like fuck. Like, <laughs> Like that's the worst. Like I like it looks like torture. It looks like like basically you're sucking the soul out of the areolas. And that's what your arena ne- rex model nipples. Yeah, like. yeah, that's and that's what my arena neck like you don't want to see no gladiator with no fucking <laughs> breast pump fucking, nipples. Fucking fucking yeah, big league nipple like that. <laughs> that's not that's not that's not sexy, man. Are you not to detain? Like, no, no, not at all. Like, not with those nipples. I'm so glad we, we went into that conversation right as we wrap it up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that need to happen. Like, that, that, went, that went, I went into a rant about it because. I don't know. Y'all can't see Zach right now, but he was looking off in the distance the whole time he was talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's seen some shit, and I, I feel for him right now. Yeah. Horrid nipples. <laughs> Well, all right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you for listening. Uh, like, like Zach said, get in contact with us. We'll be happy to help you out. Yeah. Later, guys.